Oh man. Okay. Tough so, one. Toughy. Toughy. Can I wait? Pick- can I say something that I've been holding up until this moment? This is yes. the beginning. I know. This oh, is gosh. episode number fifty of the show. Oh. Wow. Hey. Welcome to episode fifty. Uh, yeah, we made to it. 50. <laughs> we, I was doing the episodes it. last week, and I was like, "Wait, we just did episode forty-nine. I'm going to try to remember that it's I'm gonna episode be honest, 50. Th- this is uh, this is probably the best thing we're going to talk about today. Awesome. We had some That's bad cool. football this week. Yes, terrible. refs sucked. <laughs> Weather sucked. Quarterbacks sucked. Everything sucked except for maybe your team won. I don't know. Me and Grants didn't. So. We we're going to go dive into all that, and uh, Mike's going to piss us off with some stuff later that we didn't know and educate us quite a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, we learned stuff. a lot about uh, quarterbacks this week. I we think, did. We did. So come join us on our journey to education, kids. Sit back. <laughs> grab a... a- your favorite zero. beverage. Is this what you're going to do? I was ready with that. Okay. This well, is how, you're going to fumble it into the I, intro. I don't know what I'm trying Ears to say here. suck. Just... Just enjoy the 50th episode. Oh my god! Sportsify, horrible. On Spotify. Where where oh. were you in episode 50 of Sportsify? Drive? That's right. Your your kids will be asking you. Oh. And guess what? You right now. We're still doing an intro. 50, 50 Stop episode five zero. I'm turning off his mic. Let's go. Welcome to Sports of Five for October 19th, 2023, with your hosts Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody. I'm your host, Matt Novak. With me always is Grant Hawker. What's up? On the third mic is Jameson DeFore. And we're coming off week six, other not, otherwise known as... Uh, I, I did, like, I'm not even exaggerating. This might be one of the worst weeks of football that I think of in like recent memory. I the know, past you, couple of years. We're always going to get one. But yeah, dang it! Like, dude, everyone Ugh. decided to not play football this weekend. It was so bad. Now, contributing factors are definitely uh, primetime schedule sucked. We talked dude, about that again. Um, and then also too, uh, the weather out east in particular was pretty mm-hmm. bad. That contributed to several bad games. Um, it was it was but, muggy that in just in Cincinnati, like in Ohio. Yeah, the Bengals and the Browns games both were like kind of muggy looking out out there. Yeah, and I mean, something needs to be said a little bit about London London football. It just it just doesn't seem to be as good. Like in well, general, I wonder when you send a teams across the pond, as they say, it's like a however time difference that is, depending on whatever team it is. Like, yeah, they're exhausted, they're tired, and when you're already sending out Thursday night football games and Monday night football games, depending on the rest that these players have, like, yeah, you're not going to get good games when you're trying to cram everything in as cramming as much football as possible. On, and Von Miller said it uh, after the Bills played over there, but like that turf field is rugged. Uh, it's, it's a throwback to the old St. Louis uh, turf is what a lot of people are saying. Just really hard, uh, difficult to play on, and you feel it when your shoulder makes contact. Yeah. Um, but all that said, uh, we don't have any unbeaten teams left in the NFL. It is over. Uh, the, the 1972 40- Miami Dolphin <laughs> team can uh, celebrate again. I, can they or are they all dead? Wow. What is that bad? I don't know if that's bad, but you just said it. What we were all thinking. I mean, I what, just, what are we at? We, I mean, it was 50, 51 years ago. 
Yeah, it's 51 years ago. Yes, guess what? In their I 20s mean, and 30s? All right, so they're in, in their, their 80s. A lot of them are in their 70s and 80s, but... Nonetheless, yeah. they get a hold on to that for one more year. Sure. And honestly, probably for the rest of time. Uh, Yeah. I just don't well, ever I mean, that happening. We have 17 games now. Right. They had 14 right. in the regular season. We're probably going to have 18 in about five years when uh, you know the new CBA comes up. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be a record that stands the test of time. Uh, the 49ers seemed like they were going to murder everybody this season and for whatever reason a, forgot how to play football for a day. This was definitely like a a week that just shows that every team, any given Sunday thing is rings true. Any given Sunday, any team can beat any team. Because it wasn't just... That they're, I mean, the, that they were playing like a a full ready to go Browns team. This is a Browns team with no Deshaun Watson, who's starting PJ Walker, who's not even listed as the backup. He was the third string, um, or originally, and uh, the Forty ers go in and literally lay an offensive egg. Could not move the ball. Brock Purdy didn't hit a hundred yards passing until late in the fourth quarter. Wasn't that last drive? It was the last drive. Yeah. He crossed the century mark. Um, I think it does show. I, I do want to give credit. Like that Browns defense is legit. It's very good and underrated. People mm-hmm. are not talking about it. Like as like a, a like they talk about the Niners. They talk about the Eagles. Talk about the Cowboys. It's probably uh, right there. I mean, right after them. where where I'm listening, there I hear a lot of people that are maybe like over exaggerating like historically this Browns defense, but they're definitely. I mean, I think it obviously shows. Like there are many factors as to why the Niners lost that game, but that Browns defense. It's, well, I it's think a unit. Very good. I tuned into the last couple minutes of the game because my game was done. And I think that they had said somewhere in there that they have given up the least amount of total yards through the first six games or say, yeah, six games. There might have been five because they played five the other by yeah. last week. Um, the least amount of yards given up since like 1970 something like like this. So they are just like stingy. Yeah, it was it was tough um, that there was a lot of rain. That was a yep. huge factor in and why the defense was teeing off the way it was. We know that rain games uh, generally uh, benefit defensive lines. Um, Brock Purdy is very good at getting the ball out quick. Uh, seemed to be pushing it even more so than usual. Was missing throws uh, throughout that game. Uh, notably, like missing Brandon Ayuk, whom he's had just a remarkable connection with. Um, was only able to get uh, George Kittle the ball one time in the game. Um, and I think three total targets. Uh, but that passing game couldn't get going. Uh, CMC went down at halftime. Debo did not play in the second half uh, due to a shoulder injury. Uh, CMC's was an oblique. Uh, both are considered day-to-day right now, uh, is what everybody's understanding. It's pain management for both of them. Trent Williams went down in that game. So, and, and we said it last week, the 49ers aren't going to get stopped unless it's due to injuries. But also in this game, Jake Moody... Third round pick misses two field goals. I'll give him the fifty something yarder. I mean, it was I think it was fifty two or fifty one yards right in there. That that's understandable. It wasn't like he shanked it hard. He just missed the upright, but he missed a forty yarder to win the game on the last yeah. drive. Pushed it to the same side. He pushed the other one. Almost identical kicks. Uh, you can't miss two. And no. when, when in a tight game, 49ers end up losing this one by two at the end 1917 and like this just was ugly football from the get um miles garrett had himself a nice day uh playing against trent williams is hard to do to have a good day 
but he was very effective getting in on Brock, collapsing that pocket. Um, Trent doesn't give up sacks, so that didn't happen, but uh, he did fight through that injury. I thought that was pretty remarkable. Dude left in a walking boot, only missed like three or four plays, and at the end of the game, they said, hey, how come you came back? That looked ugly, and he goes, it wasn't as bad as it looked. He goes, but I wasn't going to put the team or Jalen Moore in that spot, who's the backup left tackle. He goes, I'm not putting him up against a Hall of Fame defensive end. Those are Trent Williams' words. And uh, putting the team Probably in that position. Wrong. And uh, yeah, so Trent fought through it. Uh, that one's a low ankle sprain, is what they're saying, not a high. Uh, but it looked ugly, dude. He had a, well, he got that's a guy lucky. If it's a high ankle sprain, that's probably out two weeks, a week he, or two. Uh, for Trent, I think his last one was four. Wow. Um, so yeah, he would have definitely missed some time. That game was just really ugly to watch. Um, and in a very similar fashion, uh, the Eagles lose their first game this week. Um, I mean, score-wise, it was pretty comparable to the Jets. I uh, need to make sure you get that in there. But uh, the Eagles turned the ball over four times. Jalen Hurts with three interceptions in this so game. So bad, man. Like, uh, I think it just shows, man, like none of these teams, like I said earlier, man, I mean, the, the top teams that we thought were, I think, in this league were Eagles, Niners, and we think the Eagles kind of have been playing up to their level that they should be playing at. But uh, can we say it? Like, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is not losing them games anymore. That's a huge deal. And that's all he needs to do. That's all, that's a huge deal with that with how talented that roster is. Like, he was losing them games, like, years yeah. back. But now he's not. Like, I, I looked I looked up his stats are fine. Like, I don't think he even had a touchdown this game. But he didn't have nope. a pick. He didn't have a turnover. Right. So like that's huge for this team. This team is built to uh maintain a lead. They're not built to come from behind, but they can maintain a lead and then Zach Wilson just needs to be, you know, make a couple third down throws and they can win they can win football games. Well that that defense gave him short field multiple times. Uh they only get two sacks in the game the Jets do, but again with four turnovers, Swifty dropped one on the ground. Uh and again, uh hurts with three interceptions. Uh you know, they the Jets. Without, without their starting cornerbacks, by the way. Yes. Sauce and true. DJ Reed were out. Yeah, Sauce had the concussion. DJ was a I have leg no injury, I believe. Dude, that's, um, that was just insane. Like I totally thought I'm like, oh, this is the Jets aren't gonna win aren't mm-hmm. gonna win. This is gonna be they're gonna get come into MetLife and just stomp on them. Yeah. And, dude. Well, this and and on top of it, like this was uh I think it was about two hundred and sixty total yards for the Jets offense. So like not a lot, not a lot, but the defense put them in a good spot. I mean, Jalen got some garbage time uh, throws here, and I say garbage time. Uh, he was just chucking the ball to try and get uh, get them into the game here. So he got a few more yards at the end, but they had limited him pretty well most of this game. Uh, and the Jets defense only gave up eighty on the ground. That's uh, that's what you got to do. That'll work. Jalen ended up with against two, that rushing attack. That's extremely impressive too. Yep, he ended up with two uh, two sixty eight total. Um, and one touchdown uh, that he that that Swifty ended up getting, but uh, Swift on the ground, ten carries for eighteen yards. Um, Jalen was the old uh, Jalen's going to get those scramble yards, so he was their lead rusher in this game with only forty seven. Um, you know, neither team had any kind of dominant running attack. I mean, the Jets only ran it for ninety, but this was just an ugly defensive battle uh, throughout, and it was the team that didn't turn the ball over. It ends t- up getting yeah. the dub. Yeah, uh, if you turn the ball over four times, you're probably not winning the game. No, oh, I mean, if you were to go down the stats, Eagles outgained them 348 to 244. They had 24 first downs to the Jets, 17. 
Um, they, uh, from a penalty standpoint, Eagles played pretty good. Five for 46 yards. The Jets had nine for 68. Um, and again, you know, they, the Jets just didn't turn the ball over. Uh, time of possession was pretty even in this game. All that stuff. But, you know, you turn the ball over in the NFL, you're freaking going to lose. I mean, 90% of the time, your team's got to be so good to overcome turnovers because teams are just going to milk clock. They're going to keep the ball on that one side of the field. They're going to kick field goals. They're going to do whatever they got to do to get those points on the board. And man, I kind of hilarious that both the uh, the t- top teams in the NFC uh, lose in very similar fashions on the same day. Um, and just a just a state or so in between them, there there was a lot of rain in, at uh, both of these games, and weather clearly having an impact. So. I thought it was really interesting. They they both took the L's this week. Did not see that coming. I, I think more so if you would have told me that the Eagles were going to lose the Jets, I would have been a little more surprised than that. If you it Just if you said that out loud, knowing that the Niners were playing a backup quarterback, I thought this was going to be tee-off time for the 49ers in terms of their defensive line. Yeah. And uh, they did a good job on the pass rush, but gave up a, the Niners gave up 160 yards on the ground. And, uh, you know, Armstead said afterwards uh, in his interview, he goes, look, uh, coach called it. You know, he got asked about this after the game and he goes, you know, the team doesn't have any problem with him saying it. Like, we know what our job is. And if you and if we get 70 ish or less, uh, he's like, we literally win every time on the ground. And he goes, so that's on us. We we lost the game because we gave up 90 yards. We can't afford to give up. And, uh, you know, similar sentiment from the Eagles offense. Hey, we did our job for, uh, it, with the exception of holding on to the ball. We got to hold on to the ball. That's on us. Yeah. And they got called out in the same manner by uh, their coach as well. So there's just some, I think you talk about like some top tier, like NFC teams. I think some other offenses, like the Lions, they won. But they only scored 20 on the Bucks. Yep. That's it. Like that, that offense didn't really. Low scoring day all the way around. Yeah. The for weekend. Yeah. Yeah. For the weekend. Um, another, Chiefs only put up 19 on the Broncos. That was crazy. That's like. That they need to be calling some teams and trading for some wide receivers because yeah, they. I mean, that's yeah. not a lot. That's not a win you feel good about. I don't feel like like you only you only put up nineteen points against historically so far through six games the worst defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, you have Patrick Mahomes. You they put up over four hundred yards of offense. They didn't finish, the man. Chiefs did, and they just didn't finish. Uh, they still won. They still won. It wins a win, but they're not like woo. Yeah, for that one. Russell Wilson, by the way, did not break the century mark in passing yards, and cumulative with the minus on the sacks was only at 82 yards. For believe, this game. I believe that's the first time ever in his career wow. that, that he saw, started and finished. That he yes. started, that he started and finished. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He definitely. That was definitely the worst game of his career by far. And that's saying something 22. out of some stinkers he's put up in Denver. Took four sacks, also uh, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the second leading rusher with 31 yards. Yeah. Yeah. That that was an ugly ugly football game on thursday night not worth your time i was working that all night these, doing all stuff these, we both were all these primetime games all these primetime games again sucked continuing the trend they have not been good like i'm pretty sure haven't the giants had like four or five primetime games already they played so they they, they played a did they play monday night they've played because they yeah, got they a thursday seahawks. night against the niners they had seahawks they had we seahawks. stomped them yeah on monday night and then they got a sunday night against the bills and the cowboys Holy cow! Have all hold on. I'm gonna four I'm gonna out of their five. Okay, do it. But uh, legit, we'll we'll touch on that one real fast. Speaking of crap games, 
Uh, 14 to nine was the final. Bills did not score a point until the fourth quarter. Um, this game was absolute trash, like just horrible, horrible football. Um, and genuinely the giants as bad as they played, uh, you know, whopping three field goals in the game have not scored an offensive touchdown, by the way, I think since week two, I'm pretty confident on that one. And I believe that was in the third quarter of week two. Um, they still got absolutely screwed at the end of this game. That is pass interference all day. If you've not gone and seen the Waller clip to end the game, which there was already another uh, defensive holding or pass interference, I can't remember that, right at the end of the game um, in the end zone on him. and uh, But Jones threw a ball up that Waller should have had a shot on, but legit had his jersey held the entire time in the end zone. And doesn't even it doesn't get a second hand up uh, because of uh, being pulled on so hard, and they didn't call it. I could not believe that's how you ended a prime time game is with a no call on that specific play with everyone watching. Yeah, dude, the world's watching on that one on Monday and Sunday nights, like especially. Yeah, you gotta get nothing this else. Stuff is, right. Nothing else is on. No, everyone's sitting the there watching. Only game they're watching, dude, and you guys blew it. There was some. Horrible officiating, which I, we haven't I mean, said yet. Yeah, and on I, Sunday, yeah, that was so horrible. Giants have played four primetime games. Jeez, out of five, I think this is I, worse I, okay. than the Jets scenario. Honestly, <laughs> this might be. We may have found the solution to our primetime issue. Like, no joke, because the Giants might be like the worst team in the league. Yeah, like they they are they are trying to own that title right now, <laughs> and they've had four primetime games in six weeks. Yep. Jeez, New York so has bad. like a what like one nine and seven season and they're like we're back we got to get New York sports on TV again <laughs> yeah I mean Aaron Rodgers is coming guys yeah. we got to put him Aaron on Rogers six Rodgers is games. coming the Giants the Giants made the playoffs yeah that's rough that the Jets is rough. have been better with Zach Wilson than the Giants have been all season yes and the worst part about that is as bad as they've been they out gained Buffalo in total yards in that game yeah, yeah and Buffalo is supposed to be like you know it's the dude. Chiefs it's the Dolphins it's the Bills uh, and the AFC and they don't even get 300 total yards against one of the most painful teams I've ever watched it's yeah just as embarrassing good. I mean this this is a team I mean this is kind of just this is what the Bills have been they'll come out there and they'll put up 40 points on the Dolphins who scored 70 the week before and then get outgained by the New York Giants then like in like two weeks later and then also lose to the Jaguars like in 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 London. Uh this is a team that really needs to figure themselves out. And also get a freaking run game. Oh my gosh. Dear Lord. Uh Cook Cook got to seventy one. I will say this is the most yard uh, rushing yards they've had since week one. They hit hundred and twenty eight uh this week. Um, which is I mean it's right around league average. Yeah, but that's the most they've hit, and this is right around league average. Yeah. I mean, they have a, the I mean, 168 is their previous high. Yeah. But this is a team that, I mean, they put everything on Josh Allen. We've, we've talked about this. We don't really need to get into that again. Yeah. I mean, but the, I will say his second half adjustments were pretty good. Dude did, uh, I don't believe that he threw uh, an incompletion. It was for like a straight quarter and a half. I will give him that. Yeah. Uh, to end the game. And, and he's, he obviously orchestrated both drives. Uh, scoring the 14 points in the fourth, but man, it took way too long for them to wake up. And the Giants had every opportunity to end that or or score extra points. 
that thing where if you did you guys see what happened? I know Grant was working, but like did you guys see the uh Tyrod Taylor gets down to like I think it was the two right before halftime, and there's not enough time on the clock, and the doofus handed the ball off. He checked out of a pass play. They did not have a timeout, and I don't know if it's first or second down, but he handed the ball off. They don't get it. Saquon gets stuffed, or Latavius gets stuffed, my bad. And then uh, they try and like hop up and spike it. And the radio announcers are like, no way. They're losing their minds. Uh, this is Ross Tucker's the, the color guy on that one. And uh, Tyrod tries to get the spike in. If you watch it in real time, the TV clock, by the way, did show it had about 0. 0.6 um, left before it actually went to zero and, and he spiked it, but they let it go down to zero. And Dable was so pissed. He ran out on the field and chewed out Tyrod like before they went to halftime on the field in front of the cameras. He chewed him out for checking out of the pass. Play. He has a they lot. should have had three shots at the end zone. He uh, has a lot to be mad about. Brian Dable does. Oh, dude, I like. I would be super pissed. So I, you know, you look at like they're they have 330 yards of offense. The Giants did um, against a good Bills defense. Like genuinely, well, Bill's defense that's struggling with some injuries, right? And there's probably some of that showing. Secondary, yep. Uh, secondary lost Milano last week, yep. And uh, but but genuinely, like I, they were in position to score that touchdown. There, there's your game, by the way. And uh, that was just oh, so bad by Tyrod. But we're I know we're going to touch on, and we are touching on a bunch of bad quarterback play. I mean, just looking at Geno some Smith, other games. Geno Smith had his worst his worst game yep. as a Seahawk. Two picks, no touchdowns. I will say one of those picks he had, DK Metcalf phone just gave up on the route and like he just stopped and then uh, wh- whoever it was just picked it. Um, yeah, that uh, that that was another ugly game. Both both sides of the, both teams there in that game that was brutal. Um, Joe Burrow comes out first half, scores two two you know two touchdowns um, on their on their first two drives I believe, and then pretty much gets shut down the second half. So did the Seahawks get shut down. The Bengals actually try to give the ball back to to Seattle to like here try and win this game for us. But then um, I really think for for the for the Seahawks they have been dealing they haven't had their starting O line since the first half of Week One. They've been mix and match and all that kind of stuff. And I think the kind of magic is finally running out a little bit. The tickets being called um, for some of their injuries because uh, Geno Smith was pressured thirteen times in this game. I believe he had like seven quarterback hits. Um, and he was pressured 12 times the first five games of the season. So that's where that, that, that's where that one was. And that was just an ugly one as well. Brown, uh, Bengals ended up getting the win there. The, the stat that stuck out on that game to me was uh, 21 carries for the two Seattle running backs for a total of 67 rushing yeah. yards. And then uh, it was 13 carries uh, for Cincinnati running backs for a total of 42 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams unable to move the ball again. This is a weather affected game. Uh, Partially, uh, yep. everything in Ohio uh, was played in damp so weather. Fun- it's so funny that that our both our teams were playing in Ohio. Yep, it was just how it goes. Yeah, both the West Coasters are over in Ohio. Both take uh, the L. Yeah, it was it it was really bad. I mean, QBR combined QBR for these guys was thirty nine with Burrow and Geno. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah both look terrible. I mean, that Seahawks day. defense is putting out two now it's two back to back some pretty stellar performances on defense for sure. I think the defense is trying to figure it out. So uh, I'm not too upset about it. I feel like it's a good loss because that defense really shut down a really high powered offense. 
Um, and when our offense is an issue, which I don't envision that to be often, I feel pretty okay about that with an offense that has as much talent as it does. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. We're supposed to be continue to be getting healthier and healthier. So I would chalk it up as a good loss because the Bengals are supposed to be a really good team. Let's, let's get to a couple good games. Just touching on scores. Uh, Ravens take down the Titans in Tennessee. Uh, or Sorry, that was the uh, overseas game. My bad. Um, it was a home game for the Titans. But um, Ravens win that one 24-16 uh, by the exact same score. Uh, the Commanders beat the Falcons. Uh, bounce back win for the Commanders. Uh, who took a hard L the week before uh, to the Bears. And uh, those were both solid performances by by the teams. I mean, there was, like, looking through stats, it wasn't anything crazy. Defenses played pretty well, uh, especially that commander's defense needed to have a, a comeback after giving up 40 points to the Bears. Um, and uh, played it pretty tight in this game. Constantly, the... Uh, they were able to hold um, the Falcons to 16 points, mainly because Desmond Ritter threw three interceptions in this game for the Falcons. They were uh, the secondary is flying all over the place I have, in Washington. I have my stat of the week on on this. Oh, on this game? On hit this it. game, yeah. So let me hit it. So if you did not know, Desmond Ritter at home going into this game. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. 31-0. The homie was undefeated in college and football at home. That is no more. That streak finally comes to an end with their loss to the Commanders. Desmond Ritter is now 31-1 playing in home games Brutal. in college and NFL. Yeah, I remember I we'd, we'd seen that graphic about how he was undefeated at home. It was like two weeks ago, somewhere in there? I know. I think it was last week. I remember, like, like, yeah, be, beginning of last week. I think it was yeah. like a, a week ago today. But, uh, but it, I, I sent that to you guys because I was watching something, and they were like, dude, smash absolutely smashed the Falcons for this game. This guy's unbelievable at home. So uh, you're, you degenerates who are betting on literally every NFL game, um, congratulations if you <laughs> bought on that and took a massive L this week on the Falcons. Um, no, se- this is our second week of saying Desmond Ritter is not it. He's not it. Falcons got to figure it out. We're going to keep touching on bad quarterback play today. A bit of sad quarterback news, by the way. Jim Ursay today comes out and says AR-15. Uh, Anthony Richardson likely AR-5 year. He's number five. Uh, my bad. My bad. My Come bad. on. Get it my right. Bad. But yeah, the, that sucks. I Super bummed. I love watching him play. Like super electric. Just crazy. Dude. Fun to watch. He's massive, dude. Playing so much better than we thought with how little experience yeah. he has. Going out there and playing really well. Um. And he that had that a, O-line playing great for him. Yeah, dude. They, they were coming around. I mean, because we picked on them a lot last season. They, they, they were, were like terrible. one of the worst rated offensive lines last year. I think they were 30th year. or 31st last yeah. year. Um, and But they had been playing a lot better. Um, Gardner uh, was supposed to have his revenge week this week. Speaking of the Colts, uh, Gardner Minshew went down to Clown Town. And uh, what normally happens when the Colts go down to Clown Town happened again. Uh, the Jaguars get the win 37 to 20. I believe, was this the most points anybody scored this week was 37? No. Uh, was the, or is uh, it the 42. Dolphins? 42. Dolphins. Dolphins got 42. That doesn't count though, it's against the Panthers and they and suck. It, and it's the Dolphins also. It doesn't count because yeah, well. it was against the Panthers also because it was the, the Dolphins. <laughs> so. Now the uh, Jacksonville though, uh, 
little bit of a comeback here in tr- uh, after a uh, not so great performance prior. Um, Jaguars or Trevor Lawrence went down in this game too. By the way, um, late uh, did not uh, enter back, but uh, Jaguars I don't believe got another possession after he went down. Um, but he ends up with a kind of pedestrian Trevor Lawrence numbers, uh, 181, two touchdowns, interception. Um, but, uh, and the, and really the offense, you got to look at the defensive side cause the offense only put up, uh, 230 yards in this game. Um, so if you want to see like the story of the game here, it was, I dude, how do you say his name? This always gets me their linebacker. Is it? Olakun for uh, for the Jaguars. How do you? I do not know how to say his name. Well, I don't. I don't know. I have to look at it. It is a very not um, watch, traditional name. Watch me get it right the minute I see Fo- it. Uh, Foyasade Olakun Oluokun. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Keep going, buddy. I'm going to keep trying this. This is terrible. Oluokun's uh, not not too far. I don't actually even know what it is, but I'm reading it. Yeah, so right. 15 total tackles in this game, by the way. A couple pass deflections, tackle for loss, but 15 tackles. That jumped out when I was looking through uh, defensive stats this week. Um, and, you know, also, too, uh, Gardner was one of those quarterbacks that threw three interceptions this week. Uh, Jacksonville gets three picks in this game, and that's how they end up um, with all those numbers because you look at, again, just Jaguars offense only getting 230. Uh, Gardner threw for 330, just threw to the wrong team three times. So there was that. Um, but Indy was unable to get the ball uh, moving at all on the ground this week. That was a little bit of a surprise. I know that, that the Jacksonville front isn't bad or, or anything. Don't get me wrong, but I just expected that offensive line to be able to do a little bit more. I will say uh, this game did get out of hand uh, kind of early, though. Um, Jaguars were up 21, uh, six and a half. So, um, Colts playing come from behind ball and not doing a lot until, uh, in the fourth quarter. And specifically, I think, uh, yeah, they, they hit one. What was, I guess it was right at the end of the third. They got that drive going and scored early in the fourth. But, um, anyway, the, some other scores from around the league, uh, games that we, uh, didn't necessarily hate. Um, that Raiders Patriots game is not the funnest brand of football. Uh, RIP to Jimmy Garoppolo seasons about week six. So I think we can pretty much just, uh, this is what he's good for. Um, say, you know, see ya. Uh, but in a very serious Shocker. note, that was a horrible back injury and he had to be taken by ambulance, uh, yeah. you know, to the hospital. Does suck. Not surprised. Um, I think we all criticize the Raiders making this decision. Yep. And this is why. Yeah. 100%. So it sucks for him, but. I don't think he's ever going to have a chance to start in the NFL again because this is just what he's proved and no one is ever going to pay him that money or want him on their team to fulfill a starting position. So uh, it's probably the end of Jimmy Garoppolo being a starting quarterback. It was a fine run, I guess. Hey, that, I mean, guy, that man played in a Super Bowl. Have some respect. He, I mean, yeah, but so did Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Do you... No, listen, we don't, those are two different things. I know they're two different things. The 49ers defense was good when they I when Jimmy that. went to the Super Bowl, but I Jimmy that. did have pretty but decent numbers. But I'm all telling you is that going to a Super Bowl does not, is not the end-all, be-all conversation. So if that's the case, we need to be respecting Trent Dilfer for being a Super Bowl champion. 
I do respect Trent Dilfer. Yeah, at least being, Trent Dilfer wasn't a system quarterback like Jimmy G was. He was just bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy G, oh, by the way, twenty-seven and thirteen that season with four thousand yards. You guys, just system. System, yeah, it was a four thousand yard <laughs> so system that, quarterback. It's so funny that nowadays that 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 like if you don't clip thirty five touchdowns, you're just considered a system quarterback. It's so ridiculous. Because like twenty years ago, like that was unheard of with Jimmy Garoppolo. Cool. So Aaron Rodgers has been a system quarterback for like five years of his career. <laughs> like, yep. what are we, what are we talking about? Yep. Like, it's Jimmy G so silly is a system quarterback, and he's done. <sighs> and it's you know it's maybe for the best. Hey, listen, if he. If he wasn't made of Dude. small popsicle sticks, like he, we all know, he that, would be all right. We all know the second that he's done, <laughs> he's going into the end of the booth because he is so he's attractive. Like that's yeah. gonna happen. No, but you know, Amazon's he's not gonna like, pick him up. Okay, but have you guys listened to Jimmy G talk? No, because he's not. My he's quarterback. not smart. Well, that, conversationally, that that also I mean, like, yeah, dude, this does not surprise me. Romo, Romo's a dude. Okay, like that like when not Romo gets in a booth, me. that's a dude. Um, if Peyton Manning wasn't being funny, I don't know that I could watch him on a broadcast either. It's just, it's really because he's funny. Yeah. It's cause he's funny and, and he's and with his awkward brother. funny. They are awkward together. Yeah. Eli though, man, he, he hits sometimes. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying the best, awesome the best thing at, uh, ESPN has ever done for Monday night football. The best moment is they're going to blur this right <laughs> with the double bird <laughs> best Monday night football ESPN has yeah. ever put out there. Uh, <laughs> hi to the children that listen to this show. <laughs> I'm saying best as an entertainment value. I'm not. Have fun about... defending that one. All right. Whatever. All right. Anyway. Entertainment value. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Jimmy Garoppolo's done. So um, the Vegas did win this game, though. Uh, 21-17. Jimmy Garoppolo in the revenge game got it. Okay. I guess so. He got it. Um, I mean, the team traded him. I mean, the team did trade him. What if that um, is his last thing that he ever did was beat Bill Belichick in a game? Even though Bill Belichick had wanted him to stay. He did want him to stay. Um, he did. The Patriots are one in five. Yeah, they suck. Mac Jones hit 200 yards, barely 24-33 passing. Interception, got sacked three times. This team couldn't... There's another team that didn't run for 100 yards as a team. Only 83 on the ground. Uh, another, if you had Stevenson this week, hey, he actually got points. If you're a fantasy I an, owner. I, I have another stat. Oh, two stats of the week from Grant. Let's um, go. I believe uh, Mac Jones. Wait, he did not get this this week, did he? What? You have to talk into the microphone. He did not get a <laughs> touchdown this week, correct, Mac Jones? Uh, he did not. Derrick Henry has has thrown more touchdown passes in the month of October than Mac Jones. Hey, at one. <laughs> Derrick Henry's I've a running back. Many, for those of you that don't know, uh, I've thrown as you, many touchdown passes as Mac Jones this month. I have yes, and if you're Me listening too. to this, you have as well. Yeah, congratulations. Unless hey, for, unless let's for see some if the reason. streak lives on next week. We need to revisit <laughs> Only this one. Is, this guy gets paid millions of dollars, so <laughs> uh, maybe like a couple million. Oh, he's a first rounder though. Yeah, a yeah. couple, a few oh, million. Okay, how much? How much you want to guess he makes? Come on, don't look it up. Oh no, I'm not looking that up. Oh gosh, fifteenth overall pick. Yep, like eight or nine. Yeah, because he's on the end, right? Because he's towards the end. So he's like eight or nine. Oh, wow. Uh, Patriots win again. Jeez. Oh, no, no. He got a a pretty good signing bonus. Okay, let's see what his actual, his yearly cash. So he actually got a front-loaded deal. Not like most quarterbacks do um, on their first one. So his yearly up front was 9.3. 
in 2021, he's only getting paid two million this year. That's it. Oh, yeah. Because usually, because he's what is this? His third year? Fourth? This year? is his third year. Correct. Usually, you're 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 creeping close to to the six, seven, eight, yeah. eight million dollars. No, they, that time they for, gave him that rounder. money right away. They they gave him a pretty decent uh, signing bonus, uh, structured signing bonus there, and they were very generous. Also, just a, I, I was this was a stat I was going to share last week about the Patriots. Doesn't work as well, but I want to emphasize how terrible that offense is. Um, before this week, the Boston Red Sox had scored more points in the month of October than the Patriots because <laughs> the Red Sox funny. the Red Sox have scored six. Um, one of the last their last game of the season or yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. And the Patriots had scored three points. Yeah. So obviously they scored 17, so I can't say that anymore. But terrible offense from New England. One yeah. in five. Uh, Bill Belichick, Belichick stays on the hot seat. That's for sure. By In the this way, podcast. Um, Raiders defense. Uh, not playing horrible. Uh, if you're just looking purely at stats. I know they played a bad offensive team this week. I was literally about to say. No, no, no disagreement there. But uh, you look at their overall stats. That's not a horrible defense at the moment, and it's one that we've definitely spent some time picking on on this show. That is for sure. Uh, Jameson, we'll just mention it briefly. The Rams get the dub over uh, the Cardinals this week, yes, twenty six to nine. One of the highest scoring uh, offenses of the week. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, twenty six points would have won a lot of games this week. Did for a lot of teams. Did get it done. Cooper Cup continues to impress. Nobody on this show is shocked dude, Coop, about that dude, at all. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup is looking like this year's Puka Nakua. It's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, Puka even good. dropped a touchdown, uh, actually, in the first quarter of this game. Yeah, he yeah, did. He that did. freaking jerk. Uh, but that went to Kyron, didn't it? Uh, didn't, didn't, I think so. Yeah, I think Kyron, uh, that was his touchdown. That No, that we actually ended up just no, he got that later. Goals. We kicked field goals in the first and second quarter. That is and correct. Then he got a touch. He got a. I mean, he had a big day. He had a one twenty for one fifty eight and a touchdown, averaging seven point nine a carry. Yep, he had a really good out day. this a week though with like runs. a little ankle tweak. For I was just going to ask you no. that. How long was he out? Because uh, you know this fantasy owner uh, has him in all of his leagues. So yeah, uh, it. I mean, all I've heard so far is that it's not considered a. A serious injury, but he probably will not be playing this week uh, coming up against the Steelers. I don't really think we'll even need him personally, but maybe that's okay. a conversation for later. Hey, no, uh, your your offense was humming pretty good. Um, I thought it was really interesting. the only, The only interesting thing that came out of this game from the uh, Arizona side is that one, they were able to run the ball at all. Uh, because James Conner is currently on the IR. Um, but uh, just the different guys that they use to get yards, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. They spread it out pretty good. Uh, you know, Keontae Ingram had 10 for 40, and that was, the, he had by far, the, or well, not by far, but he had the most carries. Damian Williams went 8 for 36. Um, uh, Demarcado went two for 11 and then Dobbs had some scrambles. I mean, the biggest one was a majority of which was on a 24 yarder, uh, but he, he ends up getting 47, but they got 130 collectively did not expect them to be able to run the ball on the Rams, uh, in this game. Uh, though you guys returned the favor with a total of 179, of course, led by Williams is one uh, already mentioned 158. 
So, but I was like watching that. I'm like, man, they're running the ball pretty decent. Like, I it's been interesting to see the Cardinals play mostly tough. This was their worst game, possibly. Um, you know, just but from they're an not rolling over like we thought. No, we thought they would just be taking some big L's. Like we thought these would be some Bronco esque L's. And the and trenches the Broncos are, not that are this bad. are this year's Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> but like the you know, like they're genuinely fighting it out. Um, you know And honestly, that's quite shocking from all the stuff we saw of their head coach. Yeah. And like his hyping up his team yeah. and like that team looking like they did not want to be in that building. Uh it's quite impressive, I will say. Yeah, like they played a good fo- uh, a good half of football. It was nine to six Cardinals at halftime. Yeah. So I mean you know, and, and the Rams definitely the better talented team right now, and they got better the head coach, coach and yep. Yep. you know that that whole thing. But I I've just been really surprised they are not laying down at least yet. Uh, Even though they're one, they and also five. fall to one and five. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. They're the um, least the least laying down of the one and five teams. Ab- absolutely, <laughs> yes, for yes. sure. Uh, speaking of, uh, because I think we would all agree that they're probably like we would take the Cardinals over the Giants. Or some of these other teams that are one or five. Yeah. So. Well, I I would definitely I would take them over the Bears and the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And obviously Carolina. So yes. Uh, being in that class, they are the best of the suck. The best of the suck. Should be uh, our new segment. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna have that be a segment. That's that that got vetoed uh, by the powers of B. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about crap football uh, for just one more game? Um, uh, Vikings uh, beat the Bears nineteen to thirteen in the divisional matchup. Uh, of course, the uh, uh, the Bears in this one um, losing Justin Field. I did not know that somebody named and I'm gonna slaughter this last name. Tyson Bagent Bagent was the quarterback that played this football. Bagent is this where Frodo Baggins lives? Bagend Bagent. He went to Shepherd College. And he looks like cool. everyone's uh, younger brother. Uh, <laughs> he's, but he he plays quarterback for the Bears and went That's 10 for really 14 neat. with an interception on Sunday. That's neat. Uh, Justin Fields uh, suffering an injury in this one. Um, and uh, he had also thrown a pick. Uh, so Minnesota benefits off that. Uh, Cousins has a pretty pedestrian day. 21 completions for 181 yep. yards. Hey, guess what Minnesota still can't do, guys? Still can't do it. Still can't they score, can't. still can't win. There's a lot of things they can't do. They yeah. can't run the ball. Oh. 46 really yards I again. Feel like, I feel like they had a guy. There was this guy once upon a time. Dude. Like pretty recently, yeah? Yeah. I think it was this time last year. Yeah, they had a guy who was really good. Yeah, he was running the ball down he ran the field. He like 1,100 yards. Something like that. Even huh. without playing a full season. Like huh. still got over a thousand yards, yeah. They uh, probably, they probably would. They did, surely, name, surely they would have kept him, right? His name, uh, what was it? It's like uh, it's it's really close to one of the chipmunks. Hmm. Theodore. Theodore. Si- yeah. Nope. Yeah. Simon. No. Alvin. Dalvin. Dalvin. His name was Dalvin. Yeah. 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 Dalvin uh, Cook. You freaking morons! Have- <laughs> you absolute buffoon of human beings! What are you doing? Congratulations. <laughs> You're terrible. You're making terrible decisions, and your offense is one-dimensional. I don't care that you wanted to pass the ball more. You can still pass the ball and have a great running back. You absolute morons. You brought this on yourself. 
You suck. Uh, you know, the Vikings did have one guy that averaged eight yards a carry on Sunday. Uh, that was Cam Akers, who ran the ball one time for eight yards. <laughs> Dude, so incredible, inc- the ball. incredible moves right there. Incredible yeah. moves. Also, just so funny, tr- like Cam Akers leaves the Rams, and now the Rams have like a guy yeah. that's running for like 158, <laughs> like literally like workhorse numbers. So it's like, okay, 20 for 158. That's like 2005 era, like turn around and hand the ball off to a guy 20 yeah. times a game, and it'll get you like 160. What's, what kills me, so if you watch, and, and I'm not saying anybody should because it's really boring, but if you watch the Vikings play football right now, which I actually I have to this next week because they're playing 49ers. Um, the, they, they might actually run for negative yards. It is possible. Um, but no, genuinely, like watching them, they, they'll get it down to like third and one. And Kevin O'Connell, for some reason, thinks it's hilarious to make you think he's going to run the ball. Like he thinks it's really funny. So he's like third and one, I formation, three tight ends. Okay. Like Addison's not even on the field. And he's like, JK, we're going to let Kirk roll out and pass this one. And he'll have like just a high low. So you have like a drag route coming over the top and the one tight end kicking out in front and literally just being max protect in with two routes. Like he did that on a third and one from his own like 40. And I went. Hey, buddy, it? you don't No, <laughs> No, they didn't what? get it. And no. You don't need to try and outsmart everybody here. Like, it How was about just, you try and win football games? That's something you do on first down in goal line. Like, that's a that's something you do. Because you can throw that one away and just, okay, it didn't work out, whatever. Yeah, try and win football games, bud. That's what <sighs> you should try to do instead of trying to be it's, smart. They've had three games already where they've had under 50 yards rushing. I think I think they are bottom two in the NFL. Dude, it doesn't matter if you have Patrick Mahomes back there. That's not a recipe to win games. No, Patrick Mahomes, by the way, is getting like over a hundred yards of support on the ground in a yeah. game. They were just under that this week, yeah. um, even only scoring nineteen points. So, holy crud, Grant! Uh, I just looked down at my phone. I want it's, it is MLB playoffs. Not that we give a crud oh, on the show. I do kind of. The Philadelphia Phillies are up ten to nothing. On Arizona in the seventh inning right now, Dang. dude. Uh, I am here for an Astros downfall, by the way. Yes. Rangers came in and took Let's two go. from home against the Astros. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. I really wish it could be my team taking them out of the playoffs, but <sighs> powers that be. Oh, this is dropping while we're recording. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, has apparently avoided long-term injury, and they are. He says he's 50-50 for Monday night. 50 50 from Monday night. Okay. So it definitely is a has to has to deal with the pain. So if he's 50 50 for, for, for this week, he'll be good next week for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's a Monday honest, night, so I feel like he'll play. Yeah. yeah with the extra chance. day, there's a much better chance that he does. This game is in Minnesota, though, so he's going to have to travel with injury and make that decision on mm-hmm. site. So, um, but Debo's looking pretty good. Uh, he manages pain pretty well. So, uh, no, we've got a lot. I think to look forward to this next week, but we do have one last game to check in on before we welcome in Mike here in just a moment. Um, and uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about some quarterback play. Um, the, uh, the last game of the week was another not so amazing football game, but it did uh, re-energize a certain thought process that I have about a certain head coach. Oh yes. Uh, Cause he sucks. Um, well, well, okay, let's be real. Both these head coaches suck. They do. But one... But Mike McCarthy, though, is coaching much better than 
Brandon Staley. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a Chargers fan, you'd love to. You would love to have Mike <laughs> McCarthy. Yeah, you would I mean, love. that's not saying much. I know it's, no. not, it's speaking to how terrible Staley is. No, there's like three. Okay, okay. What? Who would you take Mike McCarthy oh. over right now? Like, if you're if you're a franchise, you would honestly. I take him over Sean Payton right now. Oh. Take him over Staley? I don't know. I got to give I, him Sean Payton more of a chance. I, with that roster. I'm not because he's making Rebuild. terrible decisions. And I think Sean Payton has made a fool of himself. But yes. I would probably like if Sean Payton was coaching the Cowboys. I think that they, which by the way, like Maybe should be better have have if he would have waited out, he could have got like Chargers Cowboys. I feel like would be a realistic thing. He should um, be the coach of the Chargers right now. Oh, absolutely. Or, uh, or for, but, but most definitely the next year. Okay, okay you take I, him over Peyton? No, I, okay. I, I, no. I would take him over Eberflus. I would yes. take yes. him over Staley, obviously. Staley. Yep. Um, I, I would take, take him, him over McDaniel. Belichick this year. I would take him over Belichick. I would. I just would. Right yeah. now? Yeah. yeah, right now. Not like if his you put career. Bel- Belichick's coaching Belichick is so the Cowboys right now. He, well, the problem with Belichick is that you're not just getting Coach Belichick. You're also getting all the things that come with okay. Coach Belichick, which is GM he wants to Belichick. hire his children to be coordinators on his team, and that's just objectively a stupid thing to do. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, I would I would probably take Mike McCarthy over Josh McDaniel. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Um, oh, what's his face in Arizona? Gannon, right? Is that yeah, oh, yeah. I'd take Josh him Gannon. Gannon. I mean, I... It's yeah, not Rich, but Rich Gannon was the quarterback. Jonathan yeah, Gannon. Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, how about Allen? Would you take him over Allen? Dennis Allen, oh, the Saints. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's one of the worst coaches I've ever seen, and the Saints uh, stink. <laughs> <laughs> look there at his coach. Is. Just look at his head coaching record and realize why he <laughs> always wants to go back to being a, a DC. So hey, uh, the Saints have a there's top actually, six there's defense. Actually, there's actually. Quite yeah, a few. Now that we're again. like running him through, like there's quite a few that we that yeah. we would that we would take. Oh, Riverboat real- Ron, we take him over Riverboat yes. Ron right now. Yeah, but again, like this is not saying much. Yeah, when you said thing. McDaniel, I got really scared. I was like, please don't say no, the other one. No, no, I'm say. not that guy. I, I that guy out, down in Miami's yeah, genius. There's there's I, one. I've come S. out here and said some dumb things. Yeah, <laughs> but that there's is not one, one S in those names that separates uh, a pretty That's big true. gap. That's, yeah, <laughs> and I uh, still you, mess him up. McDaniel's McDaniel. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, Frank I Reich. Know, I don't actually know. Take him I, over Frank I, Reich. I like Frank Reich, but that team's like six. That team sucks, though. Hey, you know what they're trying to trade for? A wide number re- one wide receiver. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, if only Dude, they had a number one wide receiver. <laughs> so much pain. Because like, obviously, Are you telling me. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say that. Like, obviously, I know that. Like. We have like this revisionist history that we can now say, yeah. but like, I really hope Bryce Bryce Young's a dude because if because like they don't own that their number one pick, right? They don't they don't own that where they could get a Caleb Williams, and they yeah, get Bryce true. Young and Jed and, and Jed instead. So they literally could have could have had Caleb Williams next year and DJ Moore. Yeah, that's true. That sucks. That sucks to be a Panthers fan. No, uh, Bryce I had Young one might more. still be a guy. I had one more. Dang it! Who was it? Oh, would you take him over Kevin O'Connell? No. You wouldn't take you. You would not take that. That's the line. McCarthy not over Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, because I mean Kevin McConnell's not making the decision would, to cut De- uh, Dalvin Cook and like. And they terrible. were also really good last year. Lafleur, I think Lafleur is a good coach. He's just playing Jordan Love at quarterback, and yeah, yeah. it's lit, like that. it's a p- 
post Hall of like Fame quarterback. He has like the most wins for like in his first like four years. Like like Lafleur has like the most wins as a as the head coach for like yeah. three or four years. By, the, yeah, I mean Mike McCarthy and Lafleur have both coached that team, and who has a better record coaching that team? One of them has a Super right. Bowl, obviously, but that's well, primary. Well, Rogers. better record because McCarthy's played played there longer than Lafleur has. Uh, winning percentage, yeah. yeah. But when he, yeah, uh, Sean McDermott. No, I'm taking McDermott over. I'm I, keeping, I'm I mean, that's McDermott. a good, really good roster there, that I, can't run the ball and underperforms. I wouldn't take the, the. To me, they're like the same because they're, I think some comparable. of it's also a Josh Allen thing. Because when you, okay. I mean, I think most people have seen this at this point because it always circulates around every Josh Allen conversation. Every Josh Allen game is like an up and down on a chart of like win loss, good bad performances. Um. And I, think, I think a lot of that's Josh Allen, but obviously a lot of that comes down to the coaching. I also and think obviously been this, the same without Dable. So, I mean, the, I mean, the, the strength of the Cowboys is their defense, and I think McDermott would have that that defense humming even better because he is a defensive coach. Wow, well, and that's I the strength mean, of that team. I, I'm not a Cowboys apologist by any means, but digs out of that secondary it's is huge. a massive oh, thing yeah. for that defense. Yeah. I mean, it, and I mean, some of it also in this conversation comes down to like what would a coach like that do in a situation where they don't have the stuff? Yeah. Which is and, what McDermott's been doing to be fair. Yeah. And much every year, and they lose Mike McCarthy went from the Packers organization to the Dallas Cowboys organization. And aside from winning one singular Super Bowl with one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever watched play football, um, has not really done anything anywhere else. And how long ago so, was that now? It was like 2010, 20. 2011. It was at least 11. 11. I was in high school, and I'm going to be turning 29 years old. So, Yeah, it's been a minute. I, I, was, I, was, I was 10 years old. This is in February. <laughs> you don't need to age yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's I'm a show. To I'm trying like, to give perspective. Like, I'm on, hold I'm, on. I'm knocking on You're 30's 29? door. 29? I will be in March. What? 95. Man. When I was born. I'm so old. I am. This is a freaking retirement home. This is, I'm dude. You're just like. <laughs> I will. Home. I will beat him with this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I will literally, literally beat him. I had. I honestly, if you would have like, like hand to God with this one, I would have said that Jameson was twenty seven going on twenty eight. That's what I would have said. And that like I would. And, and I, I understand mean, we're splitting hairs, but off. I've known Jameson a long time. <laughs> you'd be only yeah, one year off. <laughs> since, I'm currently twenty eight. Since we're breaking down Jameson's age, Jameson, you want to just give us your mother's maiden name and your social security number while you're at it? Your yours, give us your birthday, dude. Dude, okay. I'm. I, I know we need to talk about football and stuff, but genuinely, today I'm visiting someone that we all know, um, in his place of work, um, and bro just ha- has like sitting out in this room that was not locked, like all of his tax information from like the last five years of his life. And it's just laying out there in a very public setting. And I was like, Hey man, you want to, you want to put this in an envelope or something? He goes, why? He's like, I'm, I'm just going to like, I'm going to pick it up tomorrow. And I was like, nah, dude, uh, that's your social security number, that's your bro. Entire life. <laughs> that's like your, that's your address. Like anybody could take all of this information and just like, credit cards or whatever they want to do to your life. And he goes, is that like, you really think 
And I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, dude, who leaves their crud out where people are going to walk by all the time? Just saying. It was I, it was throwing me like the and especially when I tell Grant later who it was, he's going to be like, uh, wow, why would that person do that? But yeah, it was just funny. He doesn't listen to this, so I'm good. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, I, I was going to say on the Cowboys front in this game, um, they did come back and get a much needed dub. I after you get just shellacked by the 49ers, um, you got to make some changes, do some stuff differently. And this was a tight game, 20 to 17. Cowboys get it uh, done when they needed to. Um, Brandon Staley, again, making all kinds of interesting decisions. Going <laughs> That's a really nice way to put it. That would be the nicest thing you've ever said. About, about Brandon Staley? He said that he made some interesting choices. Uh, he's making some really bad decisions there as a go. head coach. Um, also, uh, this has been pointed out by a few people, but like Herbert just didn't look like Herbert this week. Missed so on wide some throws. Open a, uh, shot to Keenan Allen for like 25 yards. Yeah, like just stuff that you don't see him do very often. He seemed to just be having an off day. Eckler came back but didn't look fully healthy. He had some explosive moments where he's hitting the, the gaps really hard. But I mean, Cowboys run defense can be pretty awesome at times. And, and they played pretty well. I was pretty surprised. Um, I thought the Chargers were going to win that game. Me too. And uh, genuinely did. Mike was the only one of us that didn't. Um, we'll revisit that during Pick'em. But yeah, that was that was a little interesting. Um, Can I say this real I, quick about that game? Yeah, that hit is, it. Um, we obviously are, are big Herbert guys here on, on the pod. Word. Um, I will say it. Do you know what his record currently is now? It's, oh, it's not good. It's not good. It's 27 and 27. And yeah, slightly I, better than I thought. I understand. I thought I'd be losing. I, I understand. Well, well, that's also not counting one of the worst playoff losses that we've ever seen. And that's oh, not yeah. totally on him. But at, at some point, basically, my greater point here is like, regardless of how good or bad your coaching is uh, and, you know, some of the other issues that you might be having, if you are like the guy at some point, you kind of have to overcome those things and as good as like the tape is sometimes with him for whatever reason it's just like they just can't do it and it's like i obviously patrick mahomes is a guy in another level but herbert is one of those guys that's like if it's not patrick mahomes it's herbert and i have a pretty hard time thinking that if patrick mahomes were in that situation that he would also be 27 and 27 now obviously he's still young there's a lot a lot of issues with that team but it you know, still they're, they're incredibly stacked for their roster. They have at least offensively, like they have the weapons. You would think that if Herbert's going to be the guy, he wouldn't necessarily be pacing 27 and 27 for these first few years of his career. Um, so very like Stafford esque, uh, in that regard, but the Chargers aren't as abysmal as the lions were, which is like the other part that kind of throws me off here too. When I'm trying to like put a, put a pin in like where Herbert is right now career wise. So uh, it, I just thought it was really interesting and it kind of made me think, you know, I'm not wavering on my, on my Herbert, you know, fandom, but at, at some point, like I would kind of expect to see him take that leap and start putting teams on his back. And that's just not really happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think that, that a lot of this, I mean, obviously we've the, the woes of Brandon Staley have been well documented on this show, but I also think that, for just quarterbacks in general, like 
it really does matter where you go and who's your coach. Like coaching really, really matters. And I do think there's an element of like Patrick Mahomes is incredible. And he's probably again when it's all said and done for him, like I mean, there's a good chance he 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 could be right there with Tom Brady when it's all said and done. But he's also got arguably the best coach of this generation at the same time and has been able to benefit from the offensive mind, the offensive guru that is Andy Reid. And I think that I, I would wonder what potentially and, and the opposite, what would happen if Herbert was sitting in, 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 the, in the quarterback room with Andy Reid calling his plays and, 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 and scheming up plays to get guys open and some of those kinds of things, because it's not about the talent. Cause I think that, that comparably like they've got re- they've both got really good pieces and have had great pieces. I really think that that's the thing that's lacking. And I, and I think that there, there's an element of that too, because it's been Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley. And I would call that less than ideal coaches um, for, for a dude. And that's why we see a lot of these quarterbacks struggle who get picked high. They're the teams are picking high for a reason, unless they trade or, or unless someone falls them like Patrick Mahomes did. And I think they also traded up a couple spots to get him as well. Um, and they've all, it, and, and on top of that, done a piss poor job this year, by the way, figuring out what to do with Quentin Jackson, because like, that's a first round pick. Quentin Johnson? Quentin Johnson, sorry. Uh, I'm terrible at names. Everybody knows this. He doesn't but, even like, have 20 yards a game yet. Like, so bad. And that's a first round pick. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, there's this guy playing up in Seattle that hasn't taken off yet either, but mm-hmm. Lockett is in the way. And, and TK's uh, in the way. He, you know, Lockett to me is the one in the way. Uh, because stylistically, sure. they play a little more sure, similar. Sure, but I mean, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, and, and just saying, but uh, no, like Johnson genuinely needs Especially to get Especially now with Mike Williams being out. Yeah, he should be getting, he should be getting looks. I, and I understand Eckler is supposed to be a hundred catch guy, even though he's been injured. So like, I, I know he's going to get targets too, but like genuinely, they got to figure that crap out on, on offense. Like you should not be putting up 17 points with this team. But you no. shouldn't. And I understand that the Cowboys are good, um, but they got lit last week by a good offense. Your offense should be much better than it is. And, you know, we're just going to keep saying this crap till the end of time, though, as long as Brandon Staley's in that seat, which, by the way, since he was coaching this week, he moved back up into the top three on we, the segment we cannot name. We need mm. to come up with this. The coaching hot seat. Who should be fired this week? Uh, Brandon Staley moves back up into my number two, right where he belongs. Uh, you know, this if you're uh, listening to podcasts for the first time, we like to rank the three coaches that deserve and or, or coordinators that deserve to be uh, fired this week. Um, Matt Canada is still breathing, so he's number one. <laughs> um, Brandon Staley is number two. Uh, we gave him a week off after uh, Rivera and Belichick had a horrible uh, couple of weeks. Um, yep. And uh, there for for me this week, uh, Rivera gets himself off the hot seat for a minute. Uh, he does. I mean, uh, Belichick the, 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 had a much better presentation this week, even though he took the L. But but still took the L, and are sitting at still one took of five. The L. Yeah, still one of five. I mean, I the, but I think moving into a hot seat, you've got to look at several options here. Right, you got some. It. You got some one and fives and an zero oh and six. Okay, so does Reich get a pass for a year? Because I mean, yeah, this, all... this roster unloaded. They gave away CMC last year. They gave away DJ Moore. They went and got Bryce Young. I mean, does I he think... get a year? Yeah, because I think obviously. Okay, um, let's just say yes. Let's, yeah. let's just say yes. Um, Eberflus. Eberflus, one and five. Uh, just lost the starting quarterback. 
Um, it was a close game. Lost a starting quarterback who is his entire offense. Do we give him a pass for the week? I think we can give him the week. Yeah. That's my, that's my feelings. Yeah. We can give him a week. Um, I really do think it's kind of some, similar to the three from, from last week, adding in Staley, taking out Rivera. I really do think you're going to leave Belichick in there. Yeah. I'm going to leave Matt Canada in there because it was a bye week and they should have fired him on the bye week. Yeah, they should have. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So to me, it's Canada, Staley, Belichick. Okay. I'm going to put Gannon in there uh, as my number three. Okay. And also, but but, but also that's a similar reason we, the same reason we took Frank Reich out. Totally understand, but I'm going to put him in there. Um, the, <laughs> I, we, we have a suggestion for a name. Uh, M- Mike would like to call it sweating on the hot seat. Sweating on the hot seat. Sweating on the hot seat. I think it should, needs to involve hot seat. Hot I mean, yeah. cross like buns. <laughs> hot cross buns. Who are we, who we crossing off this week? Who's got the hot buns? Dang, dang, if we ever like take this thing somewhere, we gotta, that's gotta be the, we gotta have that little... I'll I'll buy like an eight dollar recorder from Amazon and play that, and then we can we can do that every week. Oh my gosh, that's the only song I can play on a recorder right now. <laughs> yes, and guess what, listeners? So can you? <laughs> the uh, no, we'll have to come up with something for it. But I, for me, Gannon, and and I understand like I'm trying to be nice and say cer- certain things about it when I'm talking about the Eagles team, or just from a coaching perspective, the fact that he can't make second half adjustments and his team is one of five. Like that kind of puts it up there for me. I get putting Belichick on there and leaving gut? him there. Uh you hey, you guys got fire in your gut? You got you got some? Who drove here to work? Who <laughs> took the bus? So bad. <laughs> hey, I will say though, there's this head coach in Detroit. Did you see the five thing? He no. pulled a five dollar bill out of his pocket. Got five goes, on it. We well, we got five on it. It's got a five on it. And then he literally takes his hand out of it. He puts it back into his pocket, takes his hand out, and he goes, You wanna give me a high one of these? <laughs> He's just like if, holding his hand up like he, a high five. And I was like dying laughing. Dude, if he, so if he was not winning football games, oh, he would have been, he would be like, he would be, be the brand of Staley. Like, bro. dude, he, everyone would be calling for his job and clowning him for like this act that he has. But yeah. obviously his act is working and they're winning games. So like, <laughs> but just if they weren't, yeah. oh man. Is it an they, act if it's working? Of, I mean, the act Because it's working? not, an, they're not acting. Okay, there you go. That's what he would say. It is a little. I mean, it is a little bit of an act, though. Come it's on, a like, a shtick. Yeah. Okay. Also, okay, fair enough. Also, I just think that he's not the smartest man that ever lived. He's probably he's not, not a good speaker. He's probably other people not. got certain strengths. You know what I mean? He's a locker room guy. Yeah, he's definitely a locker room guy. But and he's terrifying. Like, who's going to disagree with him? You know, <laughs> like he's so big, but no, I, I, it was really funny to watch. Well, we need to get into, uh, speaking of Mike, uh, we want to welcome him in, uh, to the show here. So, uh, let's do that now. I uh, welcome in good buddy. How you doing this week? Feeling better? How's it going? Not doing, I'm feeling much better. Yes. Kind of. More or yeah, less. Kind of. More or less. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, uh, Mike was down for the count and couldn't talk like a normal human being last week so he did not i still got the cough you know i'm still getting like the green stuff sometimes but i'm doing much better i'm really glad that we're doing this via zoom (laughs) (laughs) it's fantastic yeah uh no we so we we've spent a lot of the episode today just talking about quarterback play uh bad football 
Uh, we didn't spend much time talking about horrible referee decisions. Uh, it was bad. Did, it was just so bad. It was definitely the worst weekend in terms of calls uh, in the NFL uh, so far this year. Because um, we really had not been touching on it at all. There was a couple of bad, like some people just straight up not out of bounds that they were calling out of bounds. Oh, dude. That was pretty bad. I um, mean, yep. quite obvious. But I think there were some ones that stacked on top of each other in s- similar games, in the same games, yep. where you could kind of, in some ways, say that there's there's a reason some teams lost because of it. I still yep. think some teams still got to make some plays when they when the, when their number is called. But, yeah, but I mean, still, we're clearly talking about the 49ers sure. Browns game because the 49ers got hosed on the Browns last drive. That's a they that's got a hosed on the last drive. Refs game and they still the should have made the field goal a 40 yard field goal at the end of the game. Yet they they still should have made that field goal. Yeah, so, so make the field goal. That's, yep. Yeah, but that's it, what we've been kind of chatting about today. That's football. Yeah, and, and and I love the conversation because I mean, if these games are more blowouts, those calls don't matter, and so we don't talk about them, right? Right. Yeah. And, and because it's, I, I want to say sometimes it's a little bad football. These calls matter more when the teams are already playing bad. Yeah, like you're just like it has more sway on a game when it's when it's a close game. Both teams are just playing bad. Yeah, no, I I know that you wanted to touch on quarterback stuff. We highlighted uh, a little bit today with Brock and Jalen uh, specifically having some bad games, and also Gino. Just, G- Gino, Desmond Ritter, uh, and Gardner um, all having not Her great. Cousins, not a great game. Russell Wilson. Yep. Uh, Herbert didn't have his best game. Trevor Lawrence didn't. No, he had a pretty pedestrian game. I mean, he was a 2-1 with a buck 80, but like, yeah. yeah. Josh Allen didn't have a great day. Um, Patrick you know, Mahomes didn't really either. No, Patrick Mahomes didn't have a great day, uh, though he did hit 300 yards. He did, yes. But he was 1-1, one one, you yeah. know, one, one touchdown, one interception. So it just was kind of one of those weeks, though, Mike, where, like, you you know, again, the quarterback play just wasn't what it has been. We talked about the contributing factors. Um, we, you know, anytime we have these international games, seems like they don't uh, have great quarterback play over there on that turf. And then uh, th- these games in London, there there's going to be two now, I think, in Germany. Uh, yeah, the next two up. weeks. Yeah, so, um, but, uh, and... You know, it just seemed like this week was the week that most of the quarterbacks just kind of took off. And it was, there was not a lot of high flying numbers. When we say took off, we don't mean like. Like they just didn't show up. Well, what we mean is not like take off, like they went, they, they did some awesome stuff. Like no, it was like a takeoff of a They plane. didn't show up. And uh, Tua like played fine. Off. I think more fell off. Yeah, Tua, Tua uh, played fine, but like genuinely, it was just meh from a lot of the quarterbacks this week. Was that your assessment as well? Just looking at everything? Um, kind of, uh, but the numbers don't necessarily back it up as I got deeper into it to this week. And it's kind of what I'm going to talk about a little bit. Um, I think it's because some of the big names you're looking at it and they had interceptions at bad times, right? Like yep. game changing interceptions. And you're like, Oh my goodness, what just happened? Um, I, I mean, that's, that's the Kirk cousins effect, right? Is he can have he can throw for four hundred yards, have five touchdowns, and then he throws one interception, and his defense lets the other team score for the winner. And everybody's like, "Kirk Cousins is so terrible." Um, and and I think because there was so much bad football this week, we kind of we kind of put it on the on the QBs. And I, I just want to, if you had to guess, how many interceptions do you guys think was thrown this week? Okay, I can do math on this. Well, 
Let's put, let's let's add let's, up the threes. There's a lot of threes. I'm so. just gonna Jaylen. guess without doing math. I'm gonna say ten. No, oh, definitely more than that. More. Gino had two. Jalen had three. Desmond had three. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had one. Uh, Trevor, uh, Mahomes had one. Russ had two. Brock had one. Dobbs had one. Uh, Stafford had one. No, Dobbs. Dobbs had one. No, not Stafford. Uh, I'm going to guess like 16. That's my guess. Finally, yes. Um, I'm going to go. Essentially like two. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go 19. 34. What? <laughs> there was 34? <laughs> Mike, how are you going to justify that and say. That was, oh, my God. Like, how is that not really bad? Okay. How many games were played? Uh well there was there were how, games, right? how many what's that fifteen games no because it was Browns were out there was Not four Browns. at least four teams out was there I thought there was only two yeah it's bye I thought so there was four Steelers Steelers were last out. week there was like four or five yeah I don't think there's as many this week uh Steelers I know were one that's the only one I can one hundred percent say just so either just way tell us Mike you're looking at it you're looking at about two interceptions per game. Okay. okay. That is actually down no from the way. average for a year. No way. Huh? Average per year is about 2.5 per game interceptions. Okay, okay, okay. Average per year, but have we ever seen this many interceptions in one week? Oh, easily. What? The record is like all the time. This happens all the time. Okay, let's uh-huh. go through some yearly averages, right? <clears throat> So you go you go back and look at this in in 2022 most teams averaged just under one interception per game. Okay. Just under. Okay. Yeah, 2022. So you take that and you and you you know you do the math here. That is how many per week? Per it team. Was- That's about 32 interceptions a game or a week. For the okay. whole NFL, Be- because he's because you average about one, one, one per okay, team. So yeah, because you have a couple team teams that pull the average up, so and a couple teams that pull you're it averaging up, yeah. thirty-two a week, pretty close to that, yeah. How do we just not notice? Is it because Hold it's up. when it's certain quarterbacks? Like, is that well, and why? And that's part of it. And but you're also thinking about okay, so there's right now there's two hundred and. 72 games in the NFL, right? Uh, 17 games, 30, uh, yeah, 32 teams, 272. Yep. Okay. Um, but we're throwing over 550 interceptions a year. That's about one per team per game. Just under. Wow. Jeez. I mean, and th- is that like average? Like, if you go back and look historically... Is that like the average? Is just like one per team per game? Well, what do you think? Uh, well, you got to think. This is the first year that we've have an extra third, or the second year, right? Where we went to seventeen games. Yeah. So there's an extra thirty-two games in there, right? So they haven't quite finished finished the average for the last couple of years for that. But um, the mathematics, you know, they're still kind of waiting for that to play out for that extra game. But if you go back in time, what do you guys think? Let's say, let's go back to like mid-90s. What do you guys think the average per game is? Per team? 
Well, you're blowing our minds right now. So is it like, is it just slightly less? I'm just going to guess we're proving a point here. So 24. Like, like per go- team? For the for the season? Or are we talking like per week? Let's, let's do uh, NFL total per, per, per week. Per week? Okay, so I'll just go 30. I'm going to go with like 20. I'll go 26 because they were throwing it less. I'll go 28 okay. right there in the middle. Okay. How about you add another ten off of what they threw this week? What? Wait, wait, Adam. They were 10? throwing more. I mean, they were throwing more. We have the lowest. Favre was a pick machine. Troy wow, Aikman was throwing true. interceptions all the time. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, Peyton Manning. Yeah, okay. So the further back here. you go, the more interceptions per team you get. The only year that has averaged less interceptions. Um, then we have the last couple of years because it's been trending down heavily for the mm. past 20 years. Uh, I'm looking back to early 2000s here. It's pretty much a straight down line in the bar. The only year that has less interceptions per game uh, is the strike year of what, 82? <laughs> okay. Where they played nine games. Holy crud, dude. So we're seeing, like, by all measures, then we're seeing cleaner quarterback play across the league than ever across before. the league. Than ever before, even with bad weeks like this, you're looking at cleaner football from the quarterback standpoint so, than ever before. So we're just spoiled children. I, that's really, what we are. I really feel like we should have planned out what you're going to be talking about because we spent the, just the last hour just ragging on how terrible this week of football is, and Which now you're out here I, making I, us look like clowns. I kind of uh, like the way that sounds though, because it, especially if you just look at the last couple weeks, um. The average is actually lower than what we saw this week. So, so for the past couple of years, the average has been going down, and you're like, man, these quarterbacks are really good. So when we get a week like this one, you can say, man, these quarterbacks just didn't play really good this week. Jeez. I mean, I mean right? the thing, uh, the thing with this, this week, was going a different direction. What was yeah, it, the thing with this week that makes it just look worse is that there were multiple quarterbacks throwing multi-pick games and also not throwing either any touchdowns or multiple touchdowns at all. So it was like the offensive numbers were down, but the picks were about like the average. So it just looks worse. Whereas when you play like your average week of football, offense obviously over time, especially from the past game, has drastically increased. Um, But since it's become more optimized, the interceptions are also not going up with the the passing production, but this was just a week where the passing production wasn't there and the interceptions were still there. Yeah. So, and well, and, and, it, and the, the numbers kind of play out a little bit. And of course you got to take numbers with a grain of salt, right? You can't just look at raw numbers and be like, this is the way it is. But, it, but if we look at these numbers, I mean, the worst team in the, in the NFL right now for passing per interceptions per game is Las Vegas at one and a half. Yeah, because Jimmy Garoppolo's yeah, that doesn't shock picks. me. <laughs> but there's only there's only uh, six teams that are averaging more than one pick per game. Okay, so it's, it's obviously it's Vegas, and yep. then oh, the I want to do you know all of them? I got them all right here. Yeah, the Eagles. Well, it's the Eagles for sure because he's got seven. So the team that has Colts, maybe Bears. Yeah, Colts. 
Bears is one. Philadelphia Eagles is one. Vegas is one. Colts are not one. Colts are not one. Oh, dang. Um, I mean, Panthers, Bryce Young. Nope. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. No, I was to say, I don't think. It, oh, Chiefs are right there. Yeah. So let's go, just go. Uh, it's Chicago is at 1.2 per game. Okay. New England, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Green Bay, all 1.2 per game. Yeah. And you've got Cleveland averaging 1.4 and Vegas at 1.5. Everyone else in the league is, le- is uh, one interception or less per game. Huh. So, and then, of course, uh, you have San Francisco and Houston who are at like 0.2 interceptions per game right now because they've each okay. thrown one interception. Yeah. So I, I got a couple trivia questions for you guys that have to do with interceptions. Um, just real quick. Uh, I won't make you name the year because as Mike pointed out, uh, they used to throw a lot of interceptions back in the day. Um, the, uh, uh, what team, what team holds the season record for most interceptions thrown? Like which NFL franchise? It wasn't any time recently. What just in a season? In a season. And I'll just help you out a little bit. It's AFC. Baltimore Colts. Taking a shot. Okay. Hmm. That's tough. Just take a shot. Pick a team. Pick a team. Uh, I mean... Jets. I was going to say the Jets, but that's like recency bias. Browns. That's also not a bad guess. Because the Browns have had like every single human being in existence play quarterback for them. Jameson, pick one. Uh, I was going to say the Jets, but I'll I'll pick something else so we have more coverage. Uh, Let's just say the, I'll say the Ravens because Mike said the Baltimore Colts. Uh, It was actually the San Diego Chargers. Ah. 1961, they threw 49. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but they were only playing 14 games back then. <laughs> so, quick math on that one. Uh, that That's is about three more per than, game. <laughs> I was gonna say, they also that didn't is, know uh, how to throw a forward pass hardly. That is more so than like, three per game. It. That's actually three and a half per game. Yeah. Um, okay, here's, here's my other one uh, real quick. Can you name the quarterback that between... Um, October 13th, 2013, and October 13th, 2023, led the league in interceptions. That 10-year span to this last week led the league in interceptions. Stafford? I was going to say Stafford. That's a, that's a good guess. It's not him. No? I'll, 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 I'll let you come off of it. Um, he has not thrown a pass this year. Okay. Is he still like an active quarterback on a roster. He is not retired. Jo- uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt that Ryan. Ryan. That part kind of gave it away. <laughs> yeah, has yeah. thrown 120. Dang. Had thrown 120. So I, I had Fitzmagic as my my guess there um, because you know guess. he has a game with no interception, and then he has a game with like five. So. Oh, the uh, <laughs> you know what's, what kills me is so the Chargers. Own, I, I looked this one up too. I won't make you guys guess because it's so hard. But I, I, the Chargers own that record with 49 in a season. Uh, George Blanda 
However, in 1962, all by himself, threw 42. Making Jameis Winston look good. Dude, that is three per game. George Blanda did that. That is Dude, a how bad was that that team's back? How bad was their backup? <laughs> so like we're gonna continue to throw out a guy who throws three picks a game, and we're gonna stick with him so an entire bad. season. That is insane. Uh, that is better than ni- uh, nineteen, and and that's not even close. He threw seven more than the person who has se- uh, second most in the season, which was nineteen eighty eight. Vinny Testaverde. Mm. Uh, by the way, Fran Tarkenton's on this list. Obviously, Jameis Winston's on this list. The top ten most uh, interceptions in a season. But uh, yeah, that I thought that was pretty nuts too. But I, uh, uh, Grant had uh, had pulled this up. I wanted to include it in here. You're we talking about like averages per week on a total number of interceptions. In uh, the most since 2002. Um, is week 13 of 2006 teams combined for a f- total of 46 interceptions. Yeah. Definitely. I, I would love to have the time today to go run those box scores and see who did what damage. <laughs> Somebody threw like, had like one of those crazy five or six. Oh, uh, it was, wasn't it Romo who did that first half where he threw like four or five? It, but that was in like 07, I believe. Yeah. It was yeah, it was 07. I remember where I was when I watched that game. I mean, Trevor Lawrence but, had four in the first half of that playoff game. Yep, yeah, he did. And uh, what happened in that back. playoff game? Brandon Staley happened, baby. Yeah, he did. Brandon Staley <laughs> yeah, he happened. And he should have gotten fired right after that game was over. Before he got back to his locker hey, room. Yeah. Like I said, go From back to my uh, my Herbert rant. He probably could have done a little bit better in the second half to secure them that game. Yeah, Brandon yeah, Staley's yeah. not throwing passes and playing quarterback for that team. But yeah. yes, it's Staley is the problem. Well, we uh, while we've got Mike here, we're going to continue our uh, segment on uh, NFL Pick'em. And we're going to dive oh, real into quick, that. Real quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So we were talking about interceptions and how like the rates have been going down, right? But at the same time, the, the bar graphs are really neat if you go to get a chance to look at them. Interception bar graph goes down. The passing attempts goes up. And so these quarterbacks are just throwing the ball more than ever and throwing yeah. less interceptions. Huh. I mean, so throwing the ball more than ever makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat conversation to have for sure. For sure. Sorry, go ahead with the game. No, base. you're good. Well, um, mm-hmm. no, we wanted to get into our pick'em segment. Um, I'll let uh, I'll let Grant lead us through this one. Uh, but all, all I'm going to say is uh, it's it's still Shut good up. to be on top guys Shut your still good to be mouth. on top hey. no, one cares. no one cares all right so read them and weep read them and weep come on bro it's only like week remember six. when you were good at this i am still good at this <laughs> i am still good at this we are actually all still good at this because our trend of the the spread being small continues so at the top we've got matt who is now 20 and 10. That's right, He went kids. four and one this week. You're welcome. Um, his big zag from us was picking Cincinnati over Seattle. That was his big, his big zag there. That, that, Joe that, Burrow that is back. Not, not really. Not really. Hey, I wouldn't say that. Really. It wasn't very good. <laughs> um, so that was how Matt did. Uh, next up, we've got Mike, who is 19 and 11. Mike also went four and one uh, this week. That's right. He, he zagged as well because I think he went, he, you, you went Dallas. Yep, he got us oh, on yeah. that one. Dallas plays bad, and then they come back and play really well. It's just their it's their ML. Yeah, so that was that was where he went, and then I am sitting at 
a respectable 18 and 12. Um, and I went three and two. Uh, Jameson, also respectable, 17 and 13, also went three and two. So nothing changed in terms of the order. Um, we all pretty much continued on our track from last week. Um, so again, you know, our top we ones need more got zags, 20 wins. I think <laughs> we're, I, we're like, we're locking step for like one. And then like that one ends up adding up to like keeping the pattern of all being yeah. one apart from each other. Yeah. So. Maybe yeah, maybe I'll take some to, leaps, but I'm kind of playing conservative well, right now. I'm trying to, trying to yeah, stay. I, I am where playing I'm at. conservative too because I I w- I had the lead and now I'm close and I'm continuing to be close. And so now I'm getting scared. Um when first I was just <laughs> when first I was just kind of playing with nothing. I had nothing to lose. Um Where's our other game? Sorry. We got some, we got some bangers this week. Oh. Are you talking we, about this week's pickums? Yeah, talking, yeah talking this week's pick'em. We're talking about this week's pick'em. Um. Yeah. I. I thought I had. The, oh, I did have a fifth. But I took it. Okay. No. Okay. Never mind. Uh. So, that's where we're sitting at. James and I went three and two. Matt and Mike went four and one. Again, the spread is only three games. We've got someone at every level from twenty to seventeen. Um. And let's see. Maybe it'll look a little different this week. Who knows? All right. I'll let you add in the fifth one, and I'll start us off at the top here. Um. I feel like we're all going to trend a certain direction unless somebody zags on this one, but we'll see. Uh, some good matchups this week. Like this is some need to watch it football. Uh, first coming up is the Lions at the Ravens. Uh, Ravens obviously getting the dub this last week in the international game. So I uh, over the Titans, I put up twenty four points. Um, the nobody's picking that one. Grant, uh, no, do the <laughs> one you suggested to me. The other one, okay. Yeah, that yeah, grab that one. Uh, yep. Yeah. I think that's a much better one. Um so Lions at the Ravens. Uh who are you taking, Mike? I I think for me this is kinda easy. I'm just taking the Lions, man. They are on yeah. fire. And the Five Ravens one versus they haven't the figured out their offense. Haven't figured out their offense yet. So mm-hmm. I'm going Lions. I uh, I pretty much I a hundred percent I feel like Jameson's following you on that. Yeah, go Lions. Yep. Uh, Grant, are you gonna be a dissenter? I'm, I am going to zag here. Woo! Here gonna, it comes, guys. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna zag here mainly because I'm just taking bloop, the home bloop. team, and I need that market so. going into week seven. This is where Grant lost it. No, it's not. This is this where is, I win. It's gonna is where end up in the I'm negative. Giving this, I'm giving you this false hope so I can snatch it right is out it, of your hands. If you're a gambler, this is the kind of crap that you do. Do you know that gamblers? Uh, gamblers quit 100% of the time before they win big. <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> and not the first time you've used that to justify your decisions right. on the show. Let's go. Let's I go, will Ravens. also be taking the Lions. I will not zag with you because I think that's a bad zag. Let's go. Um, The next game in the lineup, I think this is the, one of the toughest ones we're picking for sure. Uh, Falcons at the Bucks. Ooh. I think there's two very evenly matched teams. Bucks seem to possibly be overplaying or outplaying their roster. Like they've they have been Falcons doing pretty well. well. I I think the Falcons roster isn't that bad. Like well, especially not I'm on saying. the their, their quarterback's not good, but like the rest of that offense is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're loaded at running back, seemingly supposed to be. Yeah. Um and that defense playing very well. I'll go first here. Okay. I'm going to pick the Bucks cuz they're at home. 
Okay. And I think Desmond Ritter is really just not that good. And I, and Baker Mayfield's much better than Desmond Ritter. Like, okay. by, and I think it's not even close. Baker wow. Mayfield's actually playing very well for this team. Obviously, they, 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 well, did, yeah, but they're also playing the Lions. Who did a friend our, of ours threaten your life if you didn't say that out loud? No, I haven't even I haven't spoken to him at all. But, um, but no, Baker Mayfield is just I like him better. I also like their wide receivers more. Okay. Um, and I like some of their defensive players actually a little more as well. And mm-hmm. they're at home. So. so you like everything about the Bucks more. Noted. Other than the running back situation. Yes. 100%. Okay. Uh, Mike. I, oh man, this is really hard. Um, I don't like Ritter. Um, Who does? He's, he's bad. It, cousins just need to be on that team. But that's a different conversation. Let's go with the Buccaneers. Jameson. Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons. It is it is hard, but this is one where I'm going to try to zag a little bit This here. is where you zag and not the Ravens with Lamar Jackson? No, because yes. the Lions are that good. And I don't okay. think either of these teams are that good, but I think the best unit in this game is probably like the Falcons running game. So just, yeah. like oh, if they boy. can get going, I don't like Baker Mayfield did not. I, I know the Lions are good. And I do think the Lions have a top defense in the league this year, but they're not so good that Baker Mayfield went 19 for 37. I just wasn't, I, wasn't really impressed. And I, I do think they've overplayed, whereas I think the Falcons are actually better. They're just being held back by a quarterback. So I almost feel yeah. better with them performing averagely with what they can do versus like the Bucks going in and overperforming again. That makes sense. I'm going to take the Falcons. I think that this week, Arthur Smith does not allow Desmond Ritter to throw over the middle. Yeah. <laughs> that benefits this team. I'm going to, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to take the Falcons here. I think it's a better overall squad. Um, and I'm just going to, I don't think Ritter's good. Don't get me wrong. But oh, yeah. if, no, he's bad. if he throws a touchdown and a interception, Falcons win this game. To me, uh, before, run game before is we get good. too far off of this one, to kind of echo Mike's thing here, which we might not talk about later, if Kirk Cousins were to end up on this Falcons team, that would be probably one of the more exciting things that can happen this season for me, I, yes. in my opinion. I'd agree. Yeah. Falcons win this game. So, they start so, making a so case am for I, it. Am I picking with Grant by myself over here? Yes. Dangerous territory. Oh, man. Are I, you switching? Ooh. Are you going to switch? Oh. No, no. I'll hold with you. I'll hold with you. I'll hold Come it. on, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. He's, hey, Mike's a principles guy. Okay, this is we'll be the, fine with the flow. This is actually the first fifty-fifty split we've had in a while because usually there will be three to one, yeah, or all uh, in on one. these kinds of things, or all in one. And now we're we got a fifty-fifty. This good. This good next game. one. This next one could do it too. Um, I don't know. I, I with think, the news of this team. Uh, yeah. So Browns at the Colts. Um, I the Colts play well at home and they're frisky good and they are. But uh, what's so that? so? But Grant, where are you going then? I'm not going to make the case. I, I mean, feel like I, you I really are in the middle here. I am really torn, um, because I think that the Colts have a better offense than the Browns, and also I don't even know what, what where Deshaun Watson's at, um, in this game. It hasn't even been shown to be that much of like a difference is maker. Like all I've heard. Um, well, he's not playing the 49ers, so he might want to play this week. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I'm just gonna go with the Browns because the Browns just made the 49ers offense look pedestrian. Yeah. Like made it made just, I mean, they beat them and made them look like a beatable team. 
And so I think that's huge. And I think that's so they're coming off a really big, a really big win at home. And they are going to take that into uh, Indianapolis, no matter who's playing quarterback for them. Mike, I'm going the opposite. I think uh, teams that play the 49ers struggle and don't, don't score a lot of points the next week because they got beat well, up. Usually, well, yeah, but they didn't get beat up. They, the, Colt, the Browns beat them. Yeah. So, that would, both teams beat the crud out of each other. There was what almost three hundred yards oh, well, worth I mean, of penalties yeah. in that game. I mean, no, no, yeah, totally. So I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying the Browns come down off of a high and and kind okay. of let this They're one get away from with the Colts. Yep, I think I think the Colts Gardner Minshew is going to come in and do some Minshew things. I he didn't play well last week. I'm going to take the Browns. I think the Browns defense that, is that like defense is good. The most consistent bet right now in football is like the Browns defense being good. Defense travels well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised for Gardner Minshew to have a turnaround from last week. Like, I don't think he's going to throw three picks this week. But um, without uh, Anthony Richardson in that lineup and Jonathan Taylor not being fully integrated, I feel like that defensive unit is just a pretty good bet. So it's probably going to be a, a slop game, honestly. Like, it, you know, might could very well be less points scored than that Niners game that they just played. But Ooh. I think they win because I think that defense just see smothers them. I think I think that's a little bit of a hot take. I actually I, I think the Browns defense did as well as they did in part because of the weather. Um I think that was just a defensive matchup, you know, that the that the weather uh, allowed to have happen or or caused to happen. That was a perfect storm, if you will, to be punny about it. Um the Colts playing at home are a different squad. That and O-line don't. plays much better. They're in the dome. Uh, that is where Gardner Minshew typically flourishes. I'm actually going to side with Mike here. I'm going to say the Browns uh, have a letdown game with or without Deshaun Watson, and the Colts get it. I'm uh, I'm going to say this actually more points than the 49er game. Uh, I think the Colts are going to get a couple explosive plays here uh, inside the dome, and I'm going to take it. If I was putting a score on it, I'll go uh, I'll go 24-20 uh, Colts on that one. Uh, moving on, uh, we're going to, well, I think we're, we're not doing this for Jameson, but this was our extra option and, and, uh, we got to make sure we get a fifth game in. So Steelers at the Rams, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we're we're not doing Eagles dolphins. No, Uh, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're, you're, you're jumping the lead here, buddy. Okay. Um, Steelers at the Rams. Uh, the yeah, this will be really interesting. I, I'm gonna, I'll put mine in earlier here. That Steelers defense is so stinking good. Um, that it, you know the Rams playing at home is by no means helpful for them. Um, dude, if TJ Watt doesn't get at least two in this game, I'll be shocked. My thing is like, can the Steelers finally figure it out after a bye week? Um, you know, no, because their uh, offensive coordinator is still the same guy. I don't disagree. This one to me is terrifying. I think I've zagged a little too much. <sighs> you trying to zag the Steelers? I, I'm teams coming off a bye. Yeah, teams coming off a bye is a dangerous thing. So I mean, like. I know. I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to sit. I'm gonna take the Rams. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, I was getting yeah. worried. I, I was about to say, I, just, I was about, 
If you took the Steelers, Steelers defense is good, guys. It's really good. Steelers defense is good, but they also have one of the worst offensive units I've ever seen in my life. That offensive line is terrible. But if you also go look at the team that's done the best against the Steelers was the 49ers in that first game. And that short, quick passing game that the Rams have is a lot of similarities. And I think they're going to eat up that Steelers defense with those quick passes. I don't think, I mean, Watt had sacked the 49ers about three times in that game. They still lost. I don't think it really matters. I think, I think Stafford's going to get the ball out within 2.5 seconds and it's going to be 10 yards here, seven yards here, five yards here, 10 yards here. He wants to do it so bad. I'm so desperate to get catch up again. (laughs) He wants to do it so so bad. I knew it. it. The second Mike went Rams, I was like, he's going to try and talk himself into it. Grant, let me tell you how good this Highsmith guy is. (laughs) (laughs) Have you you watched Kenny Pickett play quarterback? (laughs) That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Uh, the defense will score all the points. They're at, I mean, they're just a little under, you know, six points a game. Pardon me is really Najee tempted. Harris is going to run for like 53 yards. It's going to be great. Pardon me is really tempted to just flip, a, just to flip a coin and just see what happens. Do it. Do you got a coin? Uh, you got a coin? See. Let's do it. I don't have a coin, but I have an app. Of course you do. Yeah, I have to for my job. All right, no, no, just. I was here. gonna say, yeah. I mean, he's gotta here. have a, no, some sort of app. Oh, for oh you already got it open. All, All right. right. So heads is what? Heads is Rams because the home team. Okay. Tails is Steelers. Hit it. He <laughs> <laughs> just hit tails. Uh, <laughs> oh, All right, he's taking it. Steelers locking crap, in on I the Zags, but I am All right. going Steelers. Last game <laughs> of the week. I'm putting my faith in. <laughs> Pickett. No, you're not. You're putting your faith in a stupid app on your phone. Uh, the Dolphins taking on the Eagles in America's game of the week. Um, this is all the right things that we want to see coming into uh, week Just seven after a blowout. Uh, no, it, this isn't a blowout. We didn't think that would happen with the Cowboys and the Niners. So that was going to be a well, that's good, true. Good, like, for the most part, I mean, you, yeah. you didn't. I wasn't say, sad about that. I know. Um, but, no, no, I don't think this is a blowout. I uh, this is, but after a bad week of football, this is what you want to see: is the Dolphins, oh, yeah. Eagles on the schedule. Uh, we're going to start this one with Jameson. Intuition, buddy, just hit yes or no. Dolphins are the Eagles winning? Oh, he didn't even let me get it out. He says I have Dolphins. Not been. I am going Dolphins as well. Impressed with the Eagles' offense. I'm going Dolphins as well. Comparison. Guys, the the Eagles just signed Julio Jones. Yeah, to be wide receiver. Could have signed me and would have had more impact. (laughs) I don't have the injury history. Oh, there you go. You think you'd survive a game in the NFL? Jameson's in really good shape. You think you'd survive a week in the NFL? No. (laughs) I can survive a week in the NFL. Absolutely not. I could absolutely make it. If they let Gunner, I could be a kicker. You know, I I could bench some combine numbers just like the 225 just get that up more times than maybe like some kickers would but i'm not yeah for sure i'm not in nfl shape all right let's relax (laughs) uh all right they're both going dolphins michael let's see uh i i think i'm going eagles is it because is it because that we both went dolphins no 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 it it's it's the eagles just got embarrassed by a bad team I mean, it's great defense. He's getting heady with it. Terrible offense. Yep. Eagles got embarrassed. They're at home. Or are they on, in Miami? They're, they're at home. Really they're at home. Yeah, they're at home. And so 
Yeah, they Sunday night football. They're man, I, I think I gotta take the Eagles on this one. I think that they're gonna come back and, and punch the Dolphins kind of like Buffalo did. And uh I think it's gonna be a great game, but I think I'm gonna take the Eagles. Okay. Um I am not joining you on this one. I I think the Dolphins are just clicking. It's gonna take an injury um for the Dolphins to lose this game. So mark my words. Uh I think if they're if they go through this healthy, we get it. I you know, Dolphins get this one and Eagles seven and seven. Jalen Hurts, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. He has not played Jalen Hurts football. I mean, don't get me wrong. This could very well be a coming out party. That's always possible. I, and I don't you know, want to put the whole team down uh, here, but like the Dolphins just aren't missing. Like that offense is firing all the time. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, I, I think they'll get this one at the Eagles. So uh, that's our picks for this week. Um, we, uh, we know there's plenty of games to go look at. Um, I'll be eager to see if the 49ers can rebound against the Vikings. Uh, on the road, I think they will, but uh, they're definitely dealing with injuries as we highlighted today. Uh, you got other interesting stuff going on around the NFL, some interesting storylines to follow. Uh, These are most definitely the best games, though. There are some duds out there. There's like the Giants and the Commanders playing. Well, that's a horrible football. Um, <laughs> the Seahawks are playing the Cardinals. Like That's not going to be yeah. interesting. Um, These are most definitely the best ones. So if you are, you hope to, not, anyway. I, yeah, I hope not. Yeah, don't Bills get snuck the by the Cardinals, Grant. That's fair. We got Bills, Patriots. We got Raiders, Bears, Packers, Broncos. There are some ugly ones. If so the Broncos are playing, I'm not interested in watching it. If the Bears are, if the Bears and Raiders are not playing, I'm not interested. And oh my gosh! And yeah, you got backup quarterbacks starting against each other in Chicago this week. Justin Fields will be out. Jimmy's season may be over. Uh, yeah, Jaguar Saints. Ugh. Yeah, you weren't kidding. Man. I would, There's a few I would, baddies. I would love. I would have loved for the Chargers Chiefs. They're playing each other this week for that to be a good game. But the Chargers are just the Chargers. What do you? What are, so, are we all going to have to eat crow if Brandon Staley beats Andy Reid on, <laughs> on Sunday? <laughs> like dude, I will they, bear for, the I Chargers will bear, play the Chiefs well. So, no, the no, Chargers finish that really sentence. Do. Hold on, Mike. Finish that sentence. The Chargers play loud. the Chiefs yeah. very well. I will wear a 49ers hat while we record <laughs> next episode if Brandon Staley outcoaches Andy Reid. All right. All right, we're shaking like on it. it. Well, I have it, absolutely win, nothing not an, that I have to do if it doesn't happen. I, I would I would argue that even if the Chiefs lose, it's not because Staley outcoached. Yeah. <laughs> I did say outcoached. Finally, I the talent out-coached. on that. That's, that's, so, yeah, you have a way out. It's because Travis or because uh, Taylor Swift came to the sideline. <laughs> right, that's why. Right, 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 right. And all of her fans rushing on the field and the game got canceled and they blamed it on the Chiefs for allowing that to happen. That's why, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Or because wide receiver scenarios one is like, what, Kadarius Tony or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> He's available, uh, by the way, in 75% of <laughs> leagues. <laughs> Neat. Well, we're going to let Mike run. We're going to touch on some fantasy stuff real quick. Uh, Mike, we will see you this next week. Um, and uh, we'll be, we got a couple of shorter episodes coming up in the next two weeks, but uh, we'll be running and gunning and uh, see you after NFL week seven. Last thing before I go. You're fine. I am the only one out of this group still in our guillotine. Shut your mouth. Come on. Just saying. Kirk Cousins sucks. Grant and I were ranked one when we lost. I have the lowest number of total points in the league. He does. 
I have more points than him still. Including two played. teams that are out and have been out, have more points than I've scored in that league. Oh my and gosh. And I'm still, it's, it's all about the average. It's all about the average. I'm telling you. I'm yeah, averaging you have like, that like the third lowest average. My other all- uh, guillotine league, I was averaging, uh, or at least the last few weeks, I'd put up 180, 150, and then I put up 74 this week and it got kicked. I put up 81. League. I put up somewhere around, I think, 81. Yeah, Kirk Cousins gave me eight points. Um, Gabe Davis gave me one, one and a yeah, half points. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, I scored 96 points a game in that league. And I'm like, boom, just going. And you guys were scoring like 130, 140. And I was like, yeah, keep going. You'll, you'll lose the week. I, I'll be at 96. I didn't hit 60 for the first time possibly ever in the history of me playing fantasy football. It was Trash so week. Bad. Trash week. Uh, yep. Like we all, all right, you guys have a good one. All I'm right, man. We'll see you next week, Mike. Uh, well, touching on some fantasy stuff, uh, I had, I am still, I'm still, uh, you know, undefeated in the A League, dude. I am dropping it on people, James. I don't know about you, but this B League, like, I don't understand what's happening with my team because, like, dude, I've got like, if you just if you would take this team from last year and based on last year's numbers, I would probably be undefeated. I got like Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase. I've got Josh Jacobs, Damian mm. Pierce, Jalen Waddle. I'm like two and four <laughs> with these guys. You DJ you, Moore. Like, like no one would have ever thought that I'd be like two and four. But I, like Joe Burrow's hosed me. Jamar Chase has hosed me most of the time. Um, it has just not been fun. Yeah. This uh, well, I'm I'm in first, second, and third right now in my three main leagues and uh, feeling pretty good on my averages and all that stuff. I just want to highlight a few matchups that you're going to want to exploit this week um, and maybe a few things you should consider or reconsider. Um, if you had TJ Hawkinson, just real quick, um, you have been disappointed like me. Do not start him this week. Uh, just quick heads up. Go. I, I. You should waiver wire something before you start TJ Hawkinson this week. He's playing the 49ers. Um, and right now, he has missed his uh, projected number. I believe it is four straight games and a total of five out of six. TJ Hawkinson needs to be traded or shelved at least this week. Uh, hopefully, the these targets pick up for him. But this is not a week where you're going to want to do that. Um, you're uh, something to keep in mind, uh, and this is a matchup I really like. Um, Romeo Dobbs is playing uh, Denver this week, and Dobbs has hit uh, double his projection uh, three out of five games this year. He's had one stinker, and that was against uh, the Raiders, who again have been a pretty decent. Defense, they're a top uh, nine against the pass uh, in the league, the Raiders are. But Packers are coming off a bye to take on Denver, who has allowed the most points in the NFL this season. And I really like Daubs in this matchup, um, You know, especially with Denver losing now two key pieces of their pass rush in the last few weeks. Daubs is a sneaky good start this week. I would not be surprised if he puts up some big points. Another option to consider this week on sneaky goods would be Brian Robinson against the Giants. Um, This is an away game uh, for Washington. 
but Brian Robinson uh, had a little bit of a bounce back this week against a very tough defense in Atlanta at 12.6 there uh, in uh, in standards. Um, and uh, he has hit double digits four out of uh, six weeks despite playing a couple of top 10 defenses uh, in Atlanta, Philly, and a, well, and, and actually three, uh, if you're considering Buffalo as well. And yeah, the guy has missed a little bit and been a little bit more pedestrian. He's been in that 12, 13 point range, three out of six games. Um, but Giants is a great matchup. You're probably going to bench him the week after when he plays against Philly, um, seeing as they have the second best run defense in the league. But you got some other good matchups coming with him. This one is one you got to exploit, though. Take this one while you got it. Start him against the Giants. Looking around the league, don't love Eckler this week. If you got to start him, start him. Um, But don't love the matchup against Kansas City. Um, You've got some other ones I think might surprise people. Uh, Philly's secondary is feeling the loss of uh, key players that left in the offseason. Um, and uh, they, again, are getting Miami this week. Um, so anything you got from the Miami perspective, you've been if you've had Waddle and you've been uh, considering putting him on the bench or maybe have once already, this is not the week to do it. Play him against Philly. That's going to be a lot of points. Remember that Washington uh, put up 34 against the Eagles, and uh, Scary Terry's best game of the year was against them. Um, some obvious ones. You need to play Josh Jacobs this week at Chicago. Uh, you need to play, uh, even though it seems a little bit silly to some people, definitely not to me. You need to start Drake London uh, against Tampa Bay. Drake London greenlit for the next four games. You need to have him in your uh, starting slot, whether it's out receiver um, or in the flex. You need to start him against Tampa, Tennessee, Minnesota, Arizona. Leading up to his buy, I traded for him in one league, and this is why he. I knew he was going to have a great stretch here. A um, couple other things that you want to check: look at your waiver wire this week. Um, Zach Evans from the Rams is going to be a strong consideration for a waiver wire this week. Uh, number one waiver wire pickup right now on Yahoo, um, with uh, Kyron Williams expected to be out this week. Uh, he should be the lead back. Uh, as the you guys also lost uh, Rivers uh, there, Jameson. I think yep. that's going to be a good pickup and uh, a good play against Pittsburgh defense. It's very good against the pass, but is allowed seventh most points uh, to running backs this year. Uh, they specifically give up a lot in the red zone, both in yardage and uh, in touchdowns. I think they've surrendered, a, I think it was a fifth or sixth most uh, rushing touchdowns this year. Uh, Kareem Hunt, also a decent play against Indy. I told you, I think that uh, both teams are going to put up a decent amount of points. Kareem Hunt went for 14 against the 49ers. Uh, that was a big deal this last week and that not a lot of people saw it coming. If you are in need of a kicker because of buys like me, I've got uh, Aubrey from uh, the Cowboys. Um, you might want to grab uh, Seattle's Jason Myers. Uh, he is available in over 60% of the leagues. Uh, he's been pretty steady. His lowest point output has been six in a single game, and he went through a stretch of really tough matchups to score uh, going, leading up to his bye week uh, and then was able to put up nine on Cincinnati this week. Arizona gives up a ton of points to kickers. Uh, They're a top 10 uh, surrender of points, and you definitely want to consider him on the waiver wire. 
I do like the Rams as a possibility uh, for defense this week against Pittsburgh, but I know that there's some better options. Specifically want to highlight Washington playing against the Giants and the Raiders playing against the uh, Bears. The Raiders against the Bears, however, should be your primary go-to. If they are available right now in your league, you need to go grab the Raiders against the Bears. The Bears are going to start a quarterback again that I can't even remember his name. I already said it on this podcast. So you might want to go do that right the, uh, now. The commander's defense is already in uh, a waiver that I have pending from earlier today. So Attaboy. Yeah. They are <laughs> I, I only rostered 32%. Yep. Um, but Raiders is, a, is only rostered in 47%. And I think that's the matchup of the week. I, I think if you need a defense backup quarterback on a bad team. Yep. Go get it. That that is the one you want to do. I uh, real quick. You might want to assess the 49ers running back situation. And if you're uninformed, it will be Jordan Mason taking the carries uh, for the 49ers against the Vikings. If CMC cannot go, it will not be Elijah Mitchell. Um, so if you're a CMC owner, Snag Jordan Mason uh, as your handcuff. If you're worried about that and you need those points this week, that should be a good get. Um, you know, 49ers have been uh, knocking stuff out. Uh, one other kicker to consider would be Graham Gano for the Giants. He kicked three field goals this last week. Washington has surrendered the most points in the league to kickers. Uh, that might be a good grab as well. Uh, those are just a few things you want to be watching for. I uh, hope your fantasy season's going good. Hope you're murdering people left and right. Um, you know, I'm having a great year overall outside of that guillotine league. Oopsie. Uh, I got to take on my buddy Todd, who's a listener to this podcast, and I probably already beat on the waiver wire to a couple guys in the A-League. Um, right now, he's projected to beat me because I haven't filled all my slots, and I do have Kyron Williams on my A-League team, so... I'll be feeling that loss a little bit. I got a couple decisions to make. Got to decide if I'm going to go get Zach Evans or if I'm going to give Rashad White a chance against the Atlanta defense. That's a big consideration. I don't love Laporta this week against Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore dead last in points surrendered to tight ends, but Laporta's beat up a lot of teams this year, so I got to make a decision there here pretty soon. Um, but genuinely, just looking the uh, looking stuff through, man, uh, this should be a pretty good weekend for points with some of these bad matchups. Uh, you got bad defenses playing prolific offenses, um, and uh, and some mediocre options where, uh, like you have with the Dolphins Eagles, that uh, that that game should be the high scoring game of the week. I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. Um, would Dolphins not, would averaging not like 37 a game so far this season. Yeah. Eagles no, defense is not that good. Okay. Last thing before we go tonight. Um, if uh, if you were going to pick one player to have an awesome week this week. Okay. Um, and and, and I actually I want to I want to center center in on this. Um, because we highlighted quarterbacks so much today. If you were going to pick one quarterback to have an awesome week this week. Who would you take given the matchups that are here? I've got one particular one in mind, um, but if there's anything that sticks out right away, uh, you guys hit me with it. Uh, let me pull up all the matchups here so I have them in sure. front of me. So, so I'll, I'll just spout them off real fast. You got... Uh, got we, don't, we don't know who's going to play quarterback uh, for the Jaguars this week. Uh, they are, they're playing Saints on a short week, and... Uh, Trevor Lawrence was out. 
Um, we've got Steelers, Rams. We got Packers, Broncos, Niners, Vikings, Dolphins, Eagles, Chargers, Chiefs, uh, Cardinals, Seahawks, Bills, Patriots, Lions, Ravens, Commanders, this a, Giants. This is yeah. This is one of the big bye weeks. It Six is. Six teams on a bye this week. Yeah. Um. One quarterback to have a a good week. Yep. Um. um I like those two that I like. Um, I do like Niners. I do like Brock Purdy have a bounce back against the Vikings. Yeah. Um, I think that'll probably happen. He'll probably, you know, have, I mean, he'll probably have two touchdowns, 280 yards, yep. somewhere around there. That's usually about what he's been doing, right? Yep. Somewhere around there. Um, also, I do, I do think Geno Smith will bounce back against that Cardinal secondary. Um, I think that, that <clears throat> you get, you get a week back with some of our O-line back, finally give him some time to throw. Um, Maybe DK so I, Metcalf won't be a, a dirty little dude. Rat. I, I hope not, man. That's not been a fun, fun thing to watch and to like, and to root for a team where a player is doing that. Not been a fan of that. Um, but as that's what those are the two that I would say, Jameson, um, this, this one's going to come from the best matchup of the week. I'm going to say Tua, just by the fact that they are going to score a lot of points, I think. Um, and like, normally I would say, Oh, like chargers chiefs, like that's going to be one, um, but like, I haven't been super impressed obviously with like, even though the chiefs are five and one, this hasn't been a Patrick Mahomes like onslaught of a season and the chargers just don't really know what they're doing. And I just don't really like any of the other quarterback matchups. Like even with the bills, like I would expect Josh Allen to throw all over the Patriots, but, um, but, bills, Patriots, but it's bills, Patriots and like, Josh Allen is one of the more inconsistent stars in the league, so I just like can't bank on that happening. Um, I also would not be surprised. This is kind of my... Uh, I mean, I picked him in, in pickups, but I wouldn't be surprised if like uh, Jared Goff has another good week uh, this week throwing over um, the Ravens. Even yeah. though the Ravens have a pretty stout defense, that Lions offense is just clicking. Uh, and uh, are, is Amon Ra back as well? He should like, be. F- in full yes. capacity. Um, because I think between that, as you've mentioned, Laporta, um, even though the Baltimore defense is pretty good against tight ends, I think between that, Jameson Williams being back, that offense just clicking on all the cylinders, it's just like by design, those kinds of quarterbacks like him and Tua are just going to put up numbers. So I, but I would roll with Tua like first and foremost this week. The, so I actually like, uh, I like Goff. Um, against the Ravens, even though I don't love Laporta, I uh, this week I I like Goff against the Ravens. I think that's um, that should be a matchup that benefits him really well in in terms of uh, you know the Ravens are going to force the ball to be thrown a little bit. Um, they're stacking against run and let quarterbacks play against them. That's that's kind of what they do. Um, you know and. Patrick Queen, uh, you know, clog in the middle of that defense is what they're about. So I, but I, I think that Goff absolutely can get some stuff over the top. I think that secondary is not as good as it has been. And I think that part of the reasons the Ravens have been that good against uh, tight ends is to be fair. uh, Even though I said, don't start Laporta. uh, They haven't played a lot of good tight ends. Just throwing that out there. Um, Playing Tennessee this last week. So just throwing that. But, um, I know this is going to be ugly football, but the one that I really like this week, because I like this guy, I Sam like Howell. Sam Howell against the Giants. I almost threw that one out there. But That's I was my like, dark uh, horse. I don't hate I, it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I that, almost threw that one out there. I, I knew it was coming. Yeah, I I think that uh, the Giants are going to try and score a lot more points this next week. Um, they're they're going to try and put some points on the board for sure. This commander's defense has not been great. So I like the shootout type uh, format here. I don't think this is going to be bad football week uh, in New York. Now, this, if there's a weather issue, that obviously will play into it because neither of those, those quarterbacks, uh, if it's, I think it's going to be Tyrod again this week, um, I, nor Howell played great in weather. But um, I, if it's decent weather, I, I really do like him to do well. Also, uh, I know we talked about it is going to be bad football, but uh, there's a there's a rookie quarterback that's going to start uh, from Vegas against a very terrible Bears team, and I would not be surprised You're if we're an seeing those crazes. I I am. I like rookies. I cheer for the rookie. I want the new guy to do well, and I think I I wouldn't be surprised if we're on this podcast next week going, hey man. Oh, I know it was the Bears, but O'Connell had a day. I would not be shocked. But no, I think my two would definitely be Goff, and I like Howell this week in that matchup. That giant secondary sucks. You're, you're telling me the the guy that comes in and fills Jimmy G's shoes is going to be better again? Uh, That's not what I'm saying. I am a Jimmy well, G apologist. I would never say that. Brock Purdy, better than Jimmy G. After he leaves, Jimmy G's leaving <laughs> now, and now. And now you're like, Aiden O'Connell could be the guy. It could be the guy. I mean, it could be you're, the you're story. Just a, you're a Jimmy G rebound kind of quarterback yeah. enjoyer. Yeah. That's just what it comes down to. That's fair. Well, we I, all have our biases, and that's Matt. I listen. He took me to a Super Bowl. All right. He also, okay. He, I mean, he. Depending on who you talk to, he he may have overthrown Emmanuel Sanders. But yes. uh, I also say, why it's on tape. Emmanuel Sanders <laughs> jump? It's the Super Bowl. Um, just throwing it out there, but. Uh, no, that's it for us this week. Uh, we know it's going to be a much better week of football than it was this last week. I'm certain of it. 100% certain of it. I don't if think anything, Grant will get to the good ones. teams but. don't play this week, and so we have less opportunities for more bad football. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, you guys enjoy the football weekend. Uh, we will be back at it with you next week, and we'll catch up on our pick all things uh, NFL, and uh, we'll probably make fun of Grant for all of his horrible picks. Let's go. So, all right. Till next time.